Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's not working. Oh, it is working. Okay. Oh, no. No, no, it's going. It's only my mic for some reason. That's okay. This is the Bobcast music. It's playing right now. Welcome, everybody, to the Giant Bombcast. That's right. I'm back. I, I It's running through my veins. It's okay. <laughs> I'm you fine. Lose. I live. I rose not on the third day. Uh, that'd be uh, sacrilegious. I'm desperately trying to tell this GoXLR to calm down. There it is. That's right, Scout. I know we haven't been out in two and a half weeks, but we're out today, baby. Welcome to the Giant Bombcast, episode 780, on this March 14th, 2023. Happy Pie Day to those that celebrate. Yeah, that's right. We're going to get pies all day, baby. And I I just want to take this opportunity to thank my dear friend, Nikki Grayson, for giving me the worst idea in the world of just creating an open Word document. So if you're watching the Giant Bombcast live right now, uh, whether on Twitch or on the website, we have a word doc up. This is uh, to help us. You know, if we say something, you can throw it up there. Suggest that as an episode title. Or, you know, just, just, just hang out. Why not have three chats now? An unofficial one, <laughs> which is just a word doc that can't be really moderated. Uh, except amongst y'all. I'm Gianna Choa. I'm back. Survived the vid. It's terrible. I, I, I got the faint strip line. The faint line, boys. Ooh, the faint line. The faint line. That's good. Uh, joining me today. As always, the co-captain of the ship, Jeff Grubb. I'm so glad you're back. Oh my god. I was so scared the entire time. I'm so glad you're back. The whole time I was just like, I hope I hope Grubb doesn't I hope nothing bad happens to Grubb. I don't know what we're gonna do I, at I, that if point. If I burn something down, I, I don't worry, I buried the evidence. Don't worry. There's nothing there's nothing left of that thing I burned down. We're all good. Fantastic. I'm still scared, but now you're back. Fantastic. Uh Jeff Bacalar in the house. Lovely shirt. Hey. Uh listen. How good of an idea is an open doc? Let's be let's like be really serious with ourselves. It's a good idea until it's evidence in a court case. Is there anything that we can do where like we can put text in there that no one can touch? Uh no, I think everything's fair game. Cool. Yeah. So just a complete unmitigated disaster. Okay, got it. Okay, I just want to make sure. This is more of a social experiment than anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! This is hard science. Honestly, this is what the notes in my brain looks like. This is exactly what it's like. Up That's there. horrifying. Yeah. And okay, one ring. And to round out today's podcast, we have two Red Bull Rory himself, Matthew Hello. Rory, in the house. How are you today? I'm feeling all right. I'm talking over people already, so these Red Bulls are kicking in. 
Are, okay. And I got a dog staring at me. What so counts that's... as like a full Red Bull to you, Rory? Is it an eight ounce or is it eight a twelve? Ounce, yeah, eight point four. I don't. I do. If I do a twelve, I do one of those. So I'm a little less caffeinated, but. But if you um, do two eight point fours, isn't that more than a twelve? More than twelve, yeah. But you don't want two twelves, obviously. That's like that. That's like danger zone. That's mm. crazy time. Mm. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I want to live in that danger zone. How's uh? You know, before we, we, we talk about how everyone else is doing, I'm fine. I, I barely got up. Uh, and everything and I you good. sound great. You look great. I'm happy you're back man for thank real. You. Thank you. Yeah We need you. I need I need everyone here. I need everyone here and just like I need Matthew Rory to uh, uh, Share some stuff that's been happening with you Matt. We're getting into NFTs everybody. <laughs> yeah it's That's right uh. Everything on this no word doc is an NFT now <laughs> that's it. NFT pitch doc lock it up um, Hard to say, but I will be departing Giant Bomb. Uh, Friday will be my last day. I gave my two weeks a couple weeks ago. I uh, Nothing uh, related to Giant Bomb at all. It's honestly just kind of like um, an opportunity popped up uh, from talking to a friend that popped up, and I would be a fool not to take it. I was really hoping to have my 10 years here in April. Um, but yeah, just kind of a perfect timing, perfect storm kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to be, I'm not going to talk about it yet. I'm taking a week off next week, but I will be back on Monday. Uh, the 27th on Twitter, probably. I haven't tweeted in a while, but look out for that here. And I'm I'm not going to go anywhere. I'll still be on the Discord and hanging out and everything like that. But um, it's been a long, been a long road. <laughs> My dog is fucking so annoying right now in this moment, just staring at me like she wants something. I don't know what it is. So, Listen, I know um, you don't want to say it, but you're going to be the new CEO of Silicon Valley Bank, right? There that's, we go. I'm taking you. it over. I, okay. I got a call from Janet Yellen and just said, hey, <laughs> we need to figure this out. Um, it's it's a bittersweet kind of moment. Obviously, I've been here for a very long time through thick and thin. A lot of uh, people coming and going. Um, and I was, I've always been saying they're going to turn the lights out on me. But um, here, I just had something to pop up in my life that um, popped up. And I keep on saying pop up. It's not a pop up. It's a very real job opportunity. So um, hopefully everything will go smoothly here at Giant Bomb. I will be here till the end of the week. Um, we're going to be handing off support tickets and some other stuff. And hopefully we'll get the merch store up this week too, which I my last day I want to be doing support tickets for refunds for store codes. That's always been my goal. At Giant That's Bomb. the dream. Um, sorry if anybody's bombed. It's a, it's a positive thing in my life. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, trying something new after 10 years. It's 10 years is a long time to do anything at one place. So uh, don't hate me. I can't. It's like that that uh, yellow posted note in uh, Sex and the City. I can't. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 happy for myself. I'm sorry for to leave some people in the lurch here. It's gonna be a busy time at Giant Pond for everybody else. But uh, it's been it's been real, and it'll keep being real. Like I said, I'm still gonna be in the Discord and try to hang out on the forums as much as I can. <laughs> Rory, uh, I love you to death. Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Could you please, if if you have one top of the mind, share your favorite E.E. E. Cummings poem? Oh God, I don't. I, oh man, I don't actually know if I know them all front to back. They're a little tough. Um, I don't know if I could do that off the, the spur of my head. Do you have a line? Uh, just oh a yeah, well, this is where my Twitter feed comes from. In your in your most frail gesture, there are things which enclose me, or which I cannot touch because they are too near. That's from a poem called. I forget. I'm a little. My head's a little wobbly right now. After announcing, I don't need it. That's <laughs> not my. It's the Red Bull. It's not your fault. He comes great. One of my uh, other favorite lines of his is that uh, the snow does not give a soft white dam upon who it upon who it whom it lands. Um, read any, any E Cummings, you'll be you'll be ha having a great time. Let me uh, except for all the anti-Semitic stuff. Uh, avoid that. Yeah, yeah. Avoid yeah. that part. Yeah, avo yeah, avoid that in general. Uh, folks, if you're watching live, if you're watching the archive, listening. 
please drop uh, an uppercase R for Matthew Rory. Uh, <laughs> des- I will. I'll just. I'll just miss you in general. I'm glad that the last time yeah. I saw you, we were uh, sleep deprived, mildly inebriated. And then you farted really loud next to me. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. I will tell my children that in the future. It's like, hey, you remember That's... Uncle Matt? Uncle Matt that I'll we visited I'll see if I Oakland? can raise the, the volume on those and try to get one through this mic here. Because the mic is pretty sensitive. What? Uh, oh, well, okay. Sure. You know, just don't yeah, soil last, yourself. Last Bombcast. Um, probably, you know, probably, you know, maybe not the last Bombcast. I will be working in games uh, in the future, which I honestly have never thought would be, like, I'm, I'm Just 43. Just Alpha Protocol 2. It's yeah. happening. Finally. Um, so that'll be, I, I, I'm not going to say what I'm doing right now, but, um... But she can, you can come in. Don't worry about it. I'm just on the Bombcast. She's been staring at me like... <laughs> Sorry, That's right, hard R's, everybody. This is the one time we will <laughs> accept hard R's. Uh, he said it, not me. Oh, I'm staying out of that, that one. I don't um, know what I said, but um, but yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about it more in a couple weeks. Um, I'm gonna take a, a week off with my mom. My mom lands seven o'clock Friday after my last day, takes off six a.m. the day I start this new job. So I have to be up at four to drop her off at the airport. So, um, it's gonna be a whirlwind kind of time, but um. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. You know, we got some interesting plans for Giant Bomb going forward, and we doing some transition work here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everything will be pretty smooth. If you don't get prompt responses to support tickets, tell somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, That's right. Tell somebody else. Uh, Rory, uh, you are uh, you're one of a kind, and saying that is an understatement. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to thank you for helping me so much when I first arrived trying to make a sense of like what the fuck was all this yeah. uh, you were very much a, a beacon for me and I appreciate all yeah. of that uh, help you. and uh, you know guidance in those that's what early I'm trying to moments. tell everybody like there's so much shit in the background of Giant Bomb that nobody's gonna know how to do once I leave so please feel free to ping me anytime I'll try my best to get it figured oh, yeah. out we're gonna annoy um, you yeah, yeah, no, no oh, without a doubt, like, you know, nothing is really changing aside. You're just going to have a different email address. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look forward to figuring out how to do the, the really weird refund stuff. But uh, we, we should have somebody taking over support tickets and, you know, obviously moderation stuff. You can still come to, um, you know, any of the crew, send out that PM moderation crew uh, or talk to, uh, you know, Backlog here, I suppose, if you have any questions about anything like that. If there's anything or, or not, you know, you really maybe just oh, the other thing I should somebody. say, yeah, you know, I am way behind on shipping shit out for the premium giveaways in the Discord. I'm gonna try and go to the office on Thursday. It's been so rainy, I haven't gone to the office all year. Um, I'm gonna try and get all this done out <laughs> um, and try to get all those uh, stuff from Extra Life shipped out too, because I can't expense that after Friday. So I'm gonna try and get all that shit done Thursday. So if you've been waiting on a letter or anything like that, uh, I'll try to um, get your prizes done by the end of the week and hopefully you'll see them soon and if i don't get them out then i'll, I'll try to pay for my own cost at some point soon no you're not you won't do that we will give you money to do that yeah, also we'll, cover it. we'll try uh yeah i just want uh everyone listening you know i feel like it there is this sort of like uh n- you know under discussed or like mutual understanding ar- around the entire giant bomb ecosystem They're like oh rory just does everything but like kind of fucking true like uh I, I don't think anyone can really truly appreciate the uh, variety and the amount of plates that you're constantly spinning. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's it's really just under. I feel like uh, under discussed, but definitely appreciated and irreplaceable. Absolutely. So thank you for everything yeah. on behalf of everyone, past, you future, and present. 
That was the exciting thing about this new opportunity, which I'll get more into later, but it is very similar to what I do now, which has always been my worry about Giant Bomb. Like, I'm so spread out and so jack-of-all-trades that it's tough to put. If you ever did have to leave, you know, what would I find to do? Because I do so many different things, and luckily someone is looking for pretty much everything that I do here. So it was pretty natural fit, and um, working with an old friend. So I'll, I'll talk more about it in the future, but uh, definitely an odd day in the Rory household. But uh, yeah, I told my internet doesn't cut out again. That'd be like the perfect thing to do. It was cutting out right before this bombcast, but um, I will talk to everybody on the Discord later. I'm not in chat right now, but I uh, just want to get that away at the top. And now we can get on with the regular bombcast. I'll probably also, I'll definitely also be on UPF and um, I'll probably write something for the homepage this week too. So not, not the last of me here, um, but we'll, uh, we'll talk more about it later. Yes, just like there is one ring in Lord of the Rings, and that one ring is now in uh, Magic the Gathering, there was only one Matthew Rory. And uh, Matt, it is a, a hole that will never be able to be filled. Impossible. It's weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird-shaped hole, to be honest. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. weird <laughs> hole. Yeah, like no Y'all shoes are there. It's, it's socks <laughs> plenty. It's just like a big Looney Tunes hole in the ground. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a little moist as well, because... You know, you, you when, when when Rory sweats, everyone. Rory sweats. I do. I'm actually gonna take this goddamn sweater off. So say anything mean you want to about me right now, because I don't know why I put okay. on a pullover hoodie. Ah, he's so nice. After this two one, Red Bulls. This one time he got me a chicken sandwich no. at E3. Oh, 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 God. Nipples. I'm gonna yeah. make nipples. <laughs> you had to show him before he left, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> People have seen me shirtless if you're watching this podcast, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, I guess I guess we can talk about video games. Is that Excellent. playing out? Is that that's not playing out? I know why I that's not anything. playing out. Uh, uh, this is because that button was ticked off. Was that going now? A little bit. It's I getting hear... caught up in the in the music in the, uh, the 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 sound catcher thing. But yes, we hear a little bit of it. Sound catchers. I didn't play much video games during uh, having having the vid. I yeah. I what I hear is it's hard to concentrate on things. Did you find that to be the case? Incredibly so. Uh, I was constantly sweating. Uh, yeah. I was worried. Hey, Real yes. quick, uh, what I hear is to help avoid long COVID, vitamin D uh, pills really do help. I know it sounds like a joke, but I mean, I am hearing that if you want to avoid some <laughs> vitamin like, brain D, fog. D's nuts. Apparently, yeah. most Americans don't get enough vitamin D, and uh, there, there are like correlations between people who are really deficient and getting long COVID. So. Is D the one that's in orange juice, or is that uh, yeah, the one in milk? D, I think, you're no, I think you want milk. Uh, I think you want also, sun. You also you want want to isn't it in bananas? That's, that's potassium. potassium. That's it's potassium. probably in that's there K. too. That's why just fuck. Just look at the sun for an hour today, okay? Yeah. Honestly, it's raining. go outside each day and get some sun in your eyes for like ten minutes, and you'll be good. If I like, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, please, please interrupt as much as you want. If uh, if I just look at a light really close, will that suffice? No, probably not. You're There's not no a vitamins. Mm, damn, damn. It's got to be all natural. Uh, you know, celestial body, healthy okay. American sunlight. Weird that the the sun can give you vitamins. I think I don't know if it, I, it feeds plants. What do you? It's not. It's that's how it all yeah, works. Yeah, but they have like photosynthesis. Do we have photosynthesis? I am oh, not we, a doctor. We absorb I vitamin D through sunlight. Clearly, I am it's not a doctor. Just, I think of vitamins, minerals, and stuff. So it's do just we, like, when it's shooting space rocks, shooting therapy, pills I just at you. You know what? I don't buy it. It's do we also have mitochondria? Or is that just? Or is that just plants? I don't know. All I know I would, is that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I just don't cell. know which cell. <laughs> if it's a plant right, cell or a regular cell. cell. Right. Maybe we both. have that. Okay. <laughs> we have that. Okay. I'm glad it's that fine. four adult males know nothing about biology. <laughs> right. How does well, my body work? Oh boy. Oh, that's a good one. We know, en- we know enough to get by. Uh, 
I know, you know, I I know we don't have chlorophyll. Yeah, but that's a that's hey, chlorophyll. There's some dudes that don't know how to lower a seat afterwards, man. That's all. No, man. I'm I'm not putting it past any of us. Uh, no, I've been doing that ever since I saw a video of a slow motion flush explode germs everywhere, and I'm like, that's pretty gross. So I just I close it every time. That's 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 my greatest skill. That's what I bring to the table is closing the lid on the toilet when I'm done. I have been somehow signed out of the document that I made, and I'm I'm a little... That's uh, good. Log in, I'll explain vitamin D. Michael in chat says, the sun doesn't, like, hand us vitamin D. It helps our bodies produce it. According to one person, complete stranger in a chat room They could be a doctor. They very well could could be be a doctor. doctor. It the could like be makes a our, like cells go crazy and 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 like uh, split and create mutations. So I get it. I guess it could also probably do good things as well. Yeah. All right. If it can I'm burn you, you got me back on board, everybody. Hey, I'm back on the sun. <laughs> yeah, Bab. Sun back in the good book. Uh, Love it. Just like we're back in the sun, the only game that I was really able to play, unfortunately, uh, I was back on my bullshit, y'all. I, I went back to Marvel Snap. I re-downloaded it. There it is. Um, and I, uh, on top of the time traveling that being really sick will, will help you do, I wound up continuing to time travel with Marvel Snap. Um, and I'm happy to say that I, I am still missing a lot of the newer cards that are super heavy in the meta currently. Like, uh, I don't have any of the series five, four or five cards. I'm still... I gotta ask really quick. What is the expansion plan for that? Do they, are they constantly adding new cards? Or are they like yeah. expansion yeah, new packs or what? With like four to five cards these days. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, you pay for them? Kind of. You can't directly Basically. pay for them. Uh, you still have to exchange credits or now tokens. Mm-hmm. Like the shop will have a daily card that you can exchange tokens for and tokens you have to get through like the loot box style stuff sure um and i'm happy to say that even despite not having some of the more current cards i'm still able to get by with my current deck which is still like season three and before has most of the cards you're going to need anyhow what is the deck you're mostly running so uh I'm, i'm switching between two decks the the first one is still the uh zoo style deck so okay throwing out like a bunch of one tier uh, cards out and then just buffing those uh, progressively through the game. The second deck, uh, it's mostly because I lucked out with the, the shop. Uh, I'm rocking an Armin Zola and Venom deck. Sure, yes, that was very popular when I, when I kind of stopped playing, yeah. Yeah, uh, and the whole point of that is Venom is one of those cards that eats other cards and Zola it will eat a friendly card and uh, blast it in the two other lanes that you're playing in. So if you have those other lanes with other uh, buffed up uh, friendly cards, Venom will not only be boosted up himself, but he'll also eat all of those cards. So you can go from having like one commanding presence in a lane to now you're commanding like two. Uh, And it's real messed up, especially it is more than one. And if you pair it correctly with uh, the proper location, like Bar Sinister, or is it Bar Sinister? Um, one of the locations will multiply a card. So yeah. uh, if you combine that with Venom and Zola, you're... Right, it'll create a cycle kind of thing, yep. right? You'll Which keep... one's Zola? Is that the Magician or is that the 
The, no, it's the, it's the guy with the, it's the AI that's like in a body, kind of like Krang. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. Oh shit! I know that guy. So you can't mix up yeah. a Zemo there for a bit. A yes. Zemo in well, the game? Yes, he's, a, he's, a, he's in the similar purview okay. or similar area as Zemo. He's a part of Aim. So they're, they're buddies. Zemo we have, and a, uh, we have this Zola website buddies. called Comic Vine. Zola. What's gonna happen to Comic Vine? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. That Listen, excellent who, question. Who's Modok? Modok is a mobile organism designed only for killing. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's uh, he, Modok is the uh, the the other strange guy that kind of looks like Krang. Yes, right. He's got, got little it. baby okay. arms and like a big yeah. head. It's it's uh, it's so funny. Like, Ryan Davis is funniest. He loved Modok so much. Loved Modok every time he saw him. Just uh, loved Modok. People, I still have. There's some fan art of Ryan as Modok floating around somewhere, which is uh, always fantastic. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I I I haven't dipped into this month's battle pass. I do think that the seasons, like they're they're only for a month, right, Grub? Is that correct? Uh, they're pretty quick. I think they might be six weeks. They're not that. They're not very long either yeah. way. They're not. So if like you if you buy if you buy a season, you got to be playing because yeah, it, it's going to be go. Yeah. It's going to go by fast. Um, Magic does this thing where you can buy the battle pass at the end of the season and get all the rewards that you might have unlocked anyways, which mm. is kind of nice in case you're on the fence about whether you're finishing or not. But they also put on like absolute trash shit at the last week, so um, if you don't get to the top tier, it's no big deal. But uh, I get that battle pass every every expansion for Magic. I usually make the money back by drafting a little bit here and there. I don't, I don't know how Magic. What is the or how Snap does it? Is it like a, a, a dollar cost to buy the battle pass? Or yes. gem cost or something. Uh, dollar, co it's ten bucks. But I think they do, they do do the same thing that Magic does, okay, where yep. you can progress through, and then if at the end of the season, if you decide to just convert over, you you get all the stuff uh, you missed. My current problem, though, folks, and I need the mathematicians in the Giant Bomb audience to help me out here. I have an excess of gold, and I don't quite care about buying buying the the variants of the cards. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm glad. And uh, I, I don't, yeah, I, I just I want don't cosmetics for me. I, I never buy any cosmetics. I just like that. But I will save my gold for actual things I can use and, and not worry about it. Except in Fortnite, where my mind is broken. Um, there we go. Yeah, uh, truly sick. So if I'm wondering whether or not I should save that gold to just buy more credit packs or just unlock more missions, uh, just so. Sorrow says, uh, spin them on Token Tuesday and unlock Series Four cards. Hmm. Mm, token Tuesday. That's also what the giant bomb cast is because I'm here. Just kidding, everyone. Oh, hey, oh, <laughs> it's fun jokes. It's fine jokes. It's, I, it's fine because I said it. It's fine because I said it. That's how it works. Those, that's the, them's the rules. Uh, <laughs> can we call the bomb cast today? No, we can't call it token. Tuesday. Listen, you throw on the titles and I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, that's I'd, true. Yeah, like that's true. It's your domain. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be Tolkien Tuesday once mm -hmm. Gollum, Gollum comes out. One ring. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, another new old game that came out recently is Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Hey, yeah. was this a free add-on? No, no $10. Oh, okay. their, their previous uh, DLCs have been $5 each. This one's $10. This is the first one that I think has a, um, a big brand attached to it. So it makes some sense, but also it's very good and it's very substantial. It adds... A lot of new stuff. So there's new weapons that are Castlevania themed. You can get a sword whip and stuff like that. Uh, there are new levels, and they just integrate them into the 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 like the, the normal roguelike uh, uh, like progression uh, that you have in this game. I so see. 
so you, you're in that first level and instead of going to the sewers this time you can go to the uh, the uh, castle outskirts and that takes you to a castlevania path and then if you uh, get out of the castle outskirts you'll go to dracula's castle and if you get out of there you might go to like dracula's chambers or whatever but for the first couple times you actually need to you're going to get taken down by death and you got to fight death and then you got to start over and do the path again this time maybe you'll be able to be able to get to dracula um but it like it just integrates everything so seamlessly that's very fun like to one go back to play more dead cells because dead cells is great and two have all this really fun castlevania stuff in there that really does obviously mesh well because i mean i think the developers have said as much they took a lot of inspiration from castlevania like a lot of games have vampire sure. survivors and everything else these days um it's yeah, but it's more than it's really more than well inspiration done. in the court in the in the sense of uh, vampire survivors in sure, yes. but, but <laughs> in that's in that case i would be like it's very fair because castlevania is just like what sure. if we took every like monster book and just turn that into a video game it's like oh yeah okay totally um but i'm I'm having a really good time with it. I started playing it last night. I uh, got, excuse me, got to a pretty good flow of things where uh, I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm figuring out, um, uh, first of all, how to get my my legs back in, in dead cells, but also just like, okay, what is the path I need to be taking to making progression here? Because uh, I mostly played on the Switch and I got this DLC on, on, uh, on Steam. So it's like, I don't have my full build there. So it's been like, okay, I'm gonna focus on the Castlevania stuff because that'll make it more likely for the Castlevania stuff to show up. And yeah, I've, I've just really been enjoying it. I have not defeated death yet. Um, that's where I'm at, where I'm like getting to death and I'm not loving my builds yet enough to uh, to be able to survive that. Although this last time I did have a very good build. I got half his life away, mm. but I brought a curse in from the previous stage because I was very stupid and was like, I'm doing really good right now. I'll take a curse, sure. And I was able to kill seven of the 10 enemies I needed to ah. kill without getting hit before getting rid of the curse. And then there were no no more enemies left on the stage. And the next thing I had to do was go fight death. I hate that curse a lot. Yeah, so that's tough. I mean, that's why it's the risk reward. And I'm like, no, I'm, I can totally handle this right now. So he hit me once when I had half his life gone oh, and, I, and I died. It's like, man, that was stupid. <laughs> I, would, I, I, didn't, I didn't even get anything good from it, from doing the curse. So it's like, whatever. Uh, but I mean, that's that's the game and it's a ton of fun. And I'm, you know, any excuse to go back to Dead Cells. And I've said that before. They've given me excuses to go back before. This has been like, oh, no, this is the really good excuse. Castlevania stuff, plus all the DLC I've missed so far. So I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. Um, nice. Grub, or I guess everyone, like, what, what, was, what was your general build with Dead Cells? I remember really liking uh, double bows. I got to a place where uh, I would try to roll with the punches as best I could. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't trying to go for any one thing because by the time I beat it on the Switch, uh, and this was like back when it was much harder, they've they've made the first level, like the first difficulty level, much easier now. Um, I w would try to roll with whatever I could get, uh, but I, the way I actually ended up beating it was focusing on the survival build instead of anything else so if mm. i got green weapons and green traps and stuff i would use those and then i would try to put all of my, all of the all the upgrades into the green one because that would increase your survivability which means as you're getting weapons later on it'd be like you're going to take 10 percent less damage you're going to take 15 percent less damage and all those things stack and it meant that i was just this tank that could take on anything and I was still able to do a ton of damage because all the weapons in that game are, are a lot of fun to use and, and are pretty, you know, actually uh, pretty deadly. Mm -hmm. So that, that was the one that really worked for me. At this point, the way, it's, the way it is now, I'm like, I could beat this game with anything because they really have made it a lot easier. Uh, it was, Dead Cells is one of those games that I was, as soon as I, I checked out the quick look that you and Dan did live now on the site, um, I was like, oh, crap, I, I, I got to restart this on the Steam Deck because most of my progress was on the Switch. 
Um, and then it was one of those things where I realized, oh, I already own this uh, on Steam too. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Uh, now, so now I'm in the tango of like, should I already picked up the Castlevania DLC? But because there's what two, three more other DLCs from Dead Cells, a total of four now. Yes, total of four. I'm just wondering, like, should I just sh- should I get those two? Should I pick those up? Uh, because I, mean, I don't have anything. You could be working on that stuff along the way. Like oh, I definitely have been doing that a little bit. Yeah. And never look up uh, train any train simulator DLC packages because I, I worry <laughs> the temptation would be too much for you. Oh, you y'all know me in temptation. I'm cur- constantly, <laughs> constantly five. flirting with it. There's five I'm, five I'm DLCs. Of Rise of Giant, Bed Seed, yeah. Fatal Falls. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't played I mean, Dead Cells since this. like 2019, so maybe I'll try to reinstall it. I've been really looking for like a meaty game to get into, which is uh, just kind of been tough lately. Like I'm, I'm still working my way through God of War. Um, I'm gonna segue into my game. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just while I'm already doing it, uh, I've also been playing Dead Island 2 a little bit here and there. Uh, it's not out for like another month. I was really surprised to get the preview code uh, so early. I don't think we're allowed to do any live streaming. I was, luckily, I was looking up the uh, the embargo after we planned to record a quick look, so it says we can't do that. Um, so luckily, we didn't uh, we didn't waste any time there. But um, it's Dead Island 2. It's weird. It's really interesting because it is pretty much mechanically as similar to Dead Island as I can recall a game being. Um, and whether you want more Dead Island, like 12, what, what is it, 10 years, nine years later, I think? Oh my God, it's about, yeah. It's, it's approaching 10. Yeah. 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 Like, it feels like um, it's it's pretty much the same game. You're going through a lot of, uh, you're going through a lot of, you know, roller suitcases looking for cash, uh, picking up wrenches and hitting people in the head with it. Um, it seems fine. I, I always, that's kind of damning with faint praise, I know. Um, but if you want to hear what the game's all about, I'm going to read from you from the, uh, from the uh, from the press kit here, Dead Island Two is a first-person action RPG set in a hellish yet stylish and vibrant, gore-drenched vision of Los Angeles, nicknamed Hell A. The series' <laughs> unique form of the dark humor and over-the-top zombie slaying returns with all the swagger and charisma you'd expect from Dead Island. I don't remember there being much charisma in the first Dead yeah, Island. Yeah, I don't it was expect kind of, much at all. <laughs> it was a good game at the time. It was kind of pretty interesting for the weapon create, weapon crafting and everything like that. I really did enjoy that. Um, you get right into that pretty quick on in Dead Island as well. You get the jump kick, um, which is pretty good. You really do need that right away. Jumping, kicking zombies off of buildings has not lost its charm. Um, the weird thing is you can pick as a class. You can be like one of seven different classes, I think, with different voices and kind of stat builds on what you pick at the beginning, but you can't change those later on. So it's it's kind of you got to pick what kind of before you even know what you're getting into. You kind of have to pick a character. Um, writing seems fine. There's a streamer house that you wander into within the first 30 minutes. So it's going to be that kind of humor. Um uh, it's it's really interesting. I wish I could have played more, but I obviously been a little distracted, lady. But um, they've cut off the access to the preview as of this morning. So um, performance is fine on PC. It's not fantastic, but it is a month away from from release. So I can't really I'm not going to knock it for that. Like I said, Returnal was awful on PC right before it came out. So um, has improved a lot. Um, but yeah, Dead Island Two. It's weird. Like after Dying Light and Dying Light Two, it feels like that, that those games work so much more on mobility and getting around, like having yeah. interesting uh, kind yeah. of writing too. And Dead Island Two wasn't, or Dying Light Two is not the best written game of all time, but it had you know uh, some fun NPCs to interact with. This so far feels, you know, LA satire, Escape from LA, but with zombies kind of thing. So um, give it more time. I, I would love to see this game closer to release. It. It seemed pretty monotonous in terms of running around hitting people with wrenches, but I didn't get past like the first three hours. So it's oh wrenches. <laughs> God uh, doesn't like wrenches. 
is it is it open world or what it's not really so it's really weird they, it's split up into um maps that are actually pretty small um and you wander between them trying to get to your next quest so you start off in la like this big suburb uh kind of uh not suburb but like the really high-end mansion part of la and then you're walking through hotels and everything like that it looks like it's kind of sticking up to a um you know the the highfalutin parts of hell a right. uh, which i can't get over the dumbness of how that sounds uh pretty it's pretty dumb pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty dumb yeah so you're you know you're you're talking to movie stars and and uh, this guy who's charlton heston the kind of stand in and there there's a streamer house where they're trying to find video oh. of them shooting zombies so wait um, charlton heston uh it's not a name charlton heston but it, no i know but like even as a reference at this point charlton yeah, heston like, is for 15 years too late. Yeah, well, that's how long this game is supposed to be. He makes a reference to a very well-known movie franchise, and I uh, I forget what it was, but I thought it was Charlton S, and I could be wrong. But I was expecting like uh, like um, the Spring Breakers vibe, where uh, it's got a uh, what is what's his name uh, from that movie that James Franco? Like, riff, yeah, James Franco, like riff on like a Franco kind of character. No. Where it's like he's like a slimy LA guy that no one likes anymore. But no, Charlton Heston. Okay, yeah, uh, it's weird. It's it's got the it, it's not super referential from what I know. There's a bridezilla in it um, who's having getting married at a hotel, and you have to go beat her up. Um, there's some tough fights. It's really there. There's some actual. I mean, there's all the kind of stuff that you're used to: fire, electricity, um, all that kind of stuff is, is still there and present. You're trying to do status effects and. Like I said, drop kicking zombies off of buildings is never going to bore me. Sure. I, I love that so much in Dying Light. I used to do that all the time in Dying Light 1, just lure people up on buildings and kick them off. That, it's fun. It's fucking fun. Um, but I don't know if there's much built around that um, around that specific activity to make it really worthwhile. Um, it's it's neat. You're, you're, you're hitting shit. You're breaking arms. You're clocking people in the head. Uh, they got some fun weapons. But um, yeah, I, I'll need to see more of whether it's worth, you know, 80 fucking dollars for the expensive one on Ooh. Epic Game Store. So, see, I was always lost because I had assumed over the years that Dead Island 2 just just evaporated. Come out, yeah, right. It's and 10 then, years later, it's so weird that it's coming out now. It right, there was look, Dead Island Riptide, and in my mind, yeah, for a very long time, that was just Dead Island 2. And I was like, okay, that came out, and that, and then no one cared about it. And then it's like, no, that was something else. Dead Island 2 is still coming. And I, I just couldn't process that it's so for weird. a very long time. Yeah. It really looks like it's stuck in design from like 2015. Like um, there's yeah, not the, much. The original did, it. it's 2011. Yeah. So, so oh, God. 12, 12 years. Crazy. Wow. 12 years this year. It's uh, guess, September 2011. <clears throat> that is bananas. Yeah. That's a throwback. I assume the, 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 the you know, real heart of the development team went on to Dying Light. I, I like the Dying oh, yeah. Light games a yeah. lot. Yeah, this is a completely um, different team. I'm not really sure who's, I, yeah. I, I haven't followed the dev development of Dying Light. Not that there's been much to uh, really follow because it's just now coming out 12 years later. But yeah, It's almost um, impressive that, that they are getting this game out at all. Yeah, like, it's, it's really like, that's amazing. That's kind of surprising. Um, and they don't, I I hope it's a success. I never wish ill on a game, but it, it I would probably just rather play Dying Light 2 again than play this. But um, at the moment, for the amount I've played of it, we'll see what the, the future brings. Yeah, I always assumed that Dead Island 2 just became Dying Light eventually because it's all Techland, right? Or at least uh, no, under, Techland underneath Techland? On, Techland moved on, and that, oh. this is a different team. And I'm trying to remember the name of the team, and it's not going to come to me, but... But yeah, this—that's uh, what happened. Like that was the lineage. Just Techland moved on, made Dying Light, and had this huge success. And then, then uh, this is uh, underneath what Embracer and under De Deep Silver and a couple oh, other okay. like layers there. And they were like going to keep working on Dead Island too. We're going to make that happen. And they had to bring in a different studio. I think it's the studio that did Homefront, The Revolution. Homefront, oh, The Revolution. Oh, is talking right? about recent hit games. Um, <laughs> 
Was that the Homefront remake? That was the Homefront like sequel. sequel yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, when did that come out? Even 2016. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Homefront. Okay, I get that mixed up with Home World. I think sometimes. Oh right. It was like yeah. a, it was like a California urban warfare thing. Homefront was revolutionarily bad though, right? I remember. Oh, this guy. I think, okay. I want to say I remember this being mixed or average. Okay, generally unfavorable. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm like every time I hear a game like, oh, it could be bad. I'm like, I hope it's really bad so I can make <laughs> the guys play it on Blight Club. But <laughs> well, that's where I'm at. Well, I don't think Dead Island Two is there. You. I think it's <laughs> fine. And I always say I hate when people say, oh, it's fine. It's it's kind of some games are not you know especially memorable. Um, I probably if I if I'd play the game for two hours, I'd, I'd probably have to think about whether I want to keep going with it and, or get a Steam refund. But uh, maybe there's something amazing later on in the game. But um, I've definitely read some other preview coverage, and it kind of seems like an average game. Yeah. Uh, is it is it multiplayer at all? I don't know, to be honest with you. I only played the single player. I think there probably is co-op. I didn't uh, I didn't play any of that in the preview. So um, there's all kinds of stuff with additional installation details that um, I don't know. God, y'all remember not, not a thorough uh, preview of this game at all. <laughs> y'all remember the the abs the, the the reaction to that original trailer for Dead Island, and just how insane the internet went. There yep. is co-op. Yes. Sorry, there is yes. co-op. Yeah, it was. It's the slow motion running backwards one, yes. right? Yeah. It's very, yeah, yeah. very, very CGI one. It was like a sad bastard. So, oh no, it wasn't yeah. sad bastard. It was, was it a no, no. It was it was happy, right? Yeah, it was like juxt. It was like a juxtaposition kind of thing, like right. Uh, it was some like '80s song. I feel like. Is it "Happy Together" or is that the, that, was, yeah, that the new? Yeah, it could have been that, which Happy is not an '80s together. song, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like feel, a '70s I mean, song. But I, still, I heard yeah. it in the '80s first, so don't worry. I, I thought right, yeah. I was with we, it. We don't know yeah. what happened before the '80s. There's no yeah, it's impossible to know. Um, but yeah, and then um, the the game also that was the one that came with the statue of just a woman's bikini yeah. body and yeah. her arms and legs were ripped off but like right. you know the boobs and and the crotch the bikini region was all that was preserved that, and then it, yeah. and then she was decapitated as well and it was always like this makes me uncomfortable <laughs> certainly and, and then uh, you about complain that about that and people are like it's art it's allowed <laughs> yeah. to make you uncomfortable and i'm like oh, okay i don't think yeah. so but okay uh all right gents before we move on to the game of the week anyone play anything else they feel like talking about sharing with the class here yeah um, I, i've played I, i'm well yeah are you gonna get into your thing grub there well no i mean that, that is that is that gonna be the game of the week yeah it's game of the week i, I did yeah, check so, that out yeah yeah i just got i um touched uh phantom brigade i started that up i was uh i'm like i'm enjoying it but there's a lot going on there um, oh yes yes i it, fired this up a long time ago as well and it seemed like undiscernible in some points right i'm like it, there so it's got this cool system where uh it, it feels like it's the much more complicated version of into the breach where it's going to show you what's going to happen in the next five seconds of this turn-based battle i'm like okay that that is that really appeals to me after into the breach where it was a game where uh i like seeing what's going to happen immediately next so i can plan for it and it, it, like th then i'm like i kind of want all tactics games to have this oh this one has this so i'm like i'm very uh i find it very appealing but it is still a lot to immediately learn and i'm in that process right now i'm hoping to get over that hump which game are we talk uh, about Phantom uh, Brigade. Fan Phantom yeah, okay. Brigade. I thought, sorry, I missed that, but I, yes, I had the same experience when I played it a couple years ago. It's been in EA for a very, very long time. Right, and now it's um, out. It's a I'm, lot. It's a lot yes, right off the bat. But I'm, uh, but I'm. It's a lot, but it's a lot that I, I like want to get into. Um, and then I'm trying to. I think we probably can't mention Chia yet. That's is, is Chia. Is that embargo? Do we know that? Don't uh, know because 
I'll, I'll just say I, I saw Dan play it for a quick look. Boy, that's that looks like a lot like a Breath of the Wild indie game that I exact that I want. So Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna okay. probably play that and play that and talk about that next week. But yeah, just got a code for that, so I'm gonna be playing a lot more of that. Uh, gosh, there's what? Uh, forgive me, I forget the title of this this game. Um, I'm this is the one thing because I've seen so many people so high on it talk about. This is the one thing that's making me think about getting a PSVR 2. It's it's the the game where you blink and like time progresses forward. Right. That's uh, mm. that is out on a, that's on Netflix. You could play that with your phone on Netflix, but of course you could do it PSVR would make it more immersive for sure. Nice. Um before your um, eyes. Keep, yes. Before yes. your eyes. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Yes. Uh I have you have you have you tried it? have you looked into it cuz I, I was like, man, I might just play that, but apparently it's been out for years. You can yeah. play it with a webcam on your computer and it tracks your eyes. And whenever you blink, it goes to the next scene. It jumps forward in this character's life that you're seeing like from a first person view. That sounds incredible. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was on the DLC podcast with Jeff Kanad and Christian Spicer and they were so high on it. And, and what they had said uh, that was really convincing me to try it out is like, yes, you could play it with your phone or with a webcam, right. just set up the eye tracking stuff. But like, despite this game being out, they were they were telling me that this feels like the official version of the game. Like, this should have Ooh, been the okay. game the whole time. Um, and that just... Is it with, only VR on PSVR? I I think so. Uh, I, think I so. don't know if all headsets can wind up uh, doing, like, the eye tracking stuff. Uh, but yeah, they were right, saying... eye tracking, right, totally. That's why. Okay, man, yeah. But they were saying that uh, uh, the implementation with PSVR 2, like, that is, like, the way to play that game. Uh, and I'm thinking, like, huh, you know, maybe, may, may, maybe I can cry in private in PSVR 2. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it is. But uh, I, I, I think get that PSVR 2 is going to be, it's going to drop in price here pretty soon. I might wait for that. And if it does, I'm going to pick it up because that's how I want to play that game, too. It's so, one of those yeah, things I'm, where I'm, I'm still not sure if it's actually out yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I keep on hearing about PSVR 2, but I haven't, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody actually, man, 550 bucks, old mackerel. Yeah, they're expensive. Um, yeah. Can you play Alex on that, or is that a Steam exclusive? That's not on PS VR, is it? As far as we know, that's the nope. only fucking game I want to play in VR, is Alex. Yeah. And for yeah, like only three years now, I've been wanting to play it, and there's a, uh, there's a VR set somewhere. I, there's probably not a VR set in the office anymore, because I doubt that I made the move to Phantom. Um, oh, Jan, you're gonna have to be responsible for all this shit at my desk, but uh, I'll try to clean it up on Thursday, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a... Just sliding I, that in there. That's the most upsetting I'm, thing I've heard today. <laughs> I don't have time to bring Lucha Deer back in, so we're gonna have to find some. I should have set him up on this couch back here. When we take a break, I'll go get some of my. Can TV, I? Uh, can I keep all your change that was on your desk? You can definitely keep my change. I haven't been in that That's office in months. Finders so. keepers rules. Yeah, okay. I'll go in on Thursday and, and let you know if there's anything there. There is a huge monitor that used to belong to a former designer that I kind of claimed for myself, and I'm a little mad that I don't get to keep it. But maybe you'll you'll if you ever go back to the office, Jan. I'll I'll help you pilfer it. Oh, uh, yes. real quick, I just I, I know I like glossed over that that Shia game real quick. It's T C H I A. It was in mm. that PlayStation State of Play, that most recent one, and there and everyone was like, it looks like uh, Wind Waker because you have the little leaf, the deco leaf thing that where you could float, and then you were sailing. But when Dan showed it to me, it was much, much more like Breath of the Wild in terms of how you're exploring things and what's going on in there. And I'm just, ooh, it's on my radar big time right now. It uh, looks like it's going to be on Epic and PlayStation. Uh, yes, it's uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. It's actually uh, um, PlayStation Plus, uh, or the, the second tier, the extra tier, and the premium tier on day one. Oh. So if you want to just pick it up that way, there you go. Damn, damn. Uh, all right, gents. It's a well, I was just going to say, like, 
I, I remember the video. I remember the teaser. And then with, you know, uh, Tears of the Kingdom coming out, I'm sort of just like, is this me filling up on bread before the meal? Right. A, a little bit. But yeah, yeah, maybe. But I'm like, I need it, actually. Well, I guess okay. there's going to be folks out there that don't have a... I mean, it's it's really hard for people to not have a Switch. I feel like virtually everyone has a version they're of just, the Switch. They're just out there. You could just... There's like... They're like in a, in a, a tray. Take a take a Switch, leave a Switch. You could yeah, just find one. That yeah. some folks may not be able to, to pick up Tears of the Kingdom. This like, one's also... Um, it's like much more... Uh, again, I, I think we can talk... Because there's like previews after this. So this is like the preview stuff. Um... It's got a ton of uh, accommodation features where it tries to make it easier. If, like if you're like a little kid and you want to have a no fail mode, you can click a button. You have a no fail mode. So if you're swimming under the water and you run out of stamina, because uh, it's like oh that's the, the tension of exploring. Well, it, for a little kid, we're gonna let you just keep playing. That's fine. Oh, and that's then cool. um, yeah, and it's it's very light on combat, but it's got a ton of fun little physics interaction things where you climb to the top of the tree and you pull the tree back. And then you fling yourself forward and then you could float and then you could do like sweet flips in the air and then you could teleport into a bird and flies the bird and then you could shoot yourself out of the bird, do more flips, get to the next tree and like kind of start the process all over again. And it's like it is it's it's it, and that, it is all that as cool as it sounds. Yeah. And then it's like oh, it's a game about exploring at your own pace and having a having a kind of a vague direction of like, oh, here's a mission I should be doing. I'm going to go in that direction and getting distracted. I I. It's kind of cool to see this, see a game like this come from an indie developer. It's like, oh, someone has taken all the ideas of Breath of the Wild that really spoke to me, and really all the ideas that go all the way back to the original, The Legend of Zelda, that spoke to yeah. me. And it's like, okay, now we're going to imagine what this could be like with uh, not just um, indie game levels of, uh, of, of you know, quality in terms of graphics, but indie levels of passion where it's like, oh, and this game also is trying to be a New Caledonia uh, or a, a sort of uh, abstracted version of New Caledonia, which is a small island off the coast of Australia that has a native population there, and they're trying to bring that culture into this game, and that's all super well done, and just makes this place such a pleasant place to be. It's ooh, it's um, like uh, as soon as Dan showed it to me, right to the top of my most anticipated charts. I like it, before the quick look was over, I was like, hey, can I get a code for this so I can start playing? That, that's where I'm at. Uh, before we get to the game of the week, I, I read an embargo fervently, and it looks like I can talk about. WWE 2K23, baby! Yes, yes, the reviews for that went up earlier today, I think, or yesterday. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I I checked out maybe a good hour or so uh, of the game. Uh, similar to the, the last entry, where there's like a really well-done guided tutorial with Drew Gulak. Uh, this time, Austin Creed uh, of Up, Up, Down, Down, friend of the site, Austin Creed, guides you through... Uh, and everything and and uh, it's funny because you wind up having a Wrestlemania match with John Cena to end the tutorial and everything um, And everyone looks good the, the wrestlers look great, you know I, I feel like they're doing a good job at this time of capturing all the models I do like that your test dummy or your training partner is is happy Corbin um, and I think unfortunately This game does a really really weird thing where it's trying too much to be like the television product because um anytime I, I i pick up a wwe game going as far back as like the ps2 stuff ps1 stuff the first thing i do open up a royal rumble just open up a royal rumble and throw at virtually everyone in there i'll check everyone's scores afterwards um and then i was like yo i'm gonna be the iron man i'm gonna come in at number one and i'm gonna go the whole distance the problem was 
is there are opportunities or points in this game where it the the game takes control away from you because um your your wrestler your character will wind up taking like a rest break underneath the rope or under the right, cor- the, com- the, the turnbuckle playing right or, or or you know like a lot of wrestlers will take a quick break to gather themselves in while you're watching a match you know someone especially during a rumble will be like all right cool i'm just gonna lay down here and let it, someone else have their spot yeah, for a lay second in the corner for like 10 minutes yeah and it's it's just long enough of a break that it kind of takes me out of it um and also i'm not too in love with the countering system either uh it's it's timing based so you have to hit triangle or you hit square to break up a grapple um it's still that. still very early in and everything i kind of wish that the WWE 2K23 games would kind of just go in a more arcadier route rather yeah. than trying or to at least have an alternative product that is the arcadey product. Yeah, wasn't there one of those a couple years ago that had WWE like a... All Stars? Yeah, yes. okay, yeah, I was yeah. Say. All Stars or just have like a proper fighting game. I don't know. Like... Yeah, right. Ha- like let NetherRealm make that mobile fighting game that they did with the superhero uh, uh, WWE All Stars characters but make that a full actual fighting game for consoles. They needed to do that. I can't believe they never actually did that. Yeah, and I don't know if this is just me uh, looking back with like rose-colored glasses, but I feel like Def Jam Fight for New York did a really good job at kind of nailing like the different fighting styles that like you would have in wrestling um, and was able to nail those counters and everything or preparing, I guess, really well and there were points where the difficulty definitely ramped up. But I felt like I was able to build up my skills enough to to get there, and you know that that got up to four different characters at the time. So just take that, put it here, y'all. Come on. Uh, but yeah. God, thinking of Nether Realm making like a a shoot wrestling fighting game seems that that's like a, do that. Why why don't y'all yeah, do that? I love that. Um, yeah, I want it. I don't know. I I, I, I want to like this more, and I'll, I'll I'll spend some more time with it. We'll probably do a quick look uh, later this week. Um, and uh, this year, the career, uh, like the career story mode, follows John Cena this time. Uh, Big John. Um, so I kind of want to check it out. Maybe we'll we'll go onto the set of Peacemaker or Suicide Squad Two and eat a bunch of empanadas. But anyway, now <laughs> forget the empanadas. It is time to get to the game of the week which is a, a demo but it counts because it's still a it game counts. it counts the game of the week is the resident <laughs> evil 4 d- d- demo i was gonna say demo but it's demo i wrote this and i i know that it's demo i said demo a second ago but i was gonna yeah, say demo, demo yeah deep they're uh, interchangeable like, i like everyone. it yeah you can see either one yeah, yeah. just an accent um is anyone else a little bit freaking out about how just this is exactly like when they released Resident Evil 4 originally? They put out this demo for that game where it's like go in the village and mess around and you get the little disc for the GameCube and you put it in there and, and I, you play it over and over and over again because there's all kinds of fun stuff to discover. And it's like this time they did that and they amplified it so much more. It rules. This is awesome. I'm Yo, so excited for this game now. This game is so wet. It's so wet. It's <laughs> yeah, so wet shiny. looking. It's wet. disgusting. It's getting me wet. Let's go. Moist. Uh, it's um, it's just so gross. I love it. It's, it's I, hideous. Um, yeah, go ahead. You playing it, Rory? Um, I am, and I played it enough to like kind of say to myself, I don't know if I need to play this game again. <laughs> I hate to be negative, Nancy, but um, like I've played this game multiple times through multiple remakes, and I'm like, 
it looks great. It's awesome. But also like it's the same. It's pretty much the same game. As far as I can tell, they've added some little stuff. We'll know more when the full game comes out. But like, I, I yeah, we'll, we'll be able to talk about it at some point. In the future, it is an all time yeah. great game. But I'm like, uh, especially if it's a full price to, to pay. I believe. Yeah, so. and this is like, yeah. yeah they're, they're, this is one of their full remakes that they're doing, like they did with Resident Evil oh. Two and Resident Evil Three. So yeah, they're treating it like a, a brand new game. And Maybe it'll come it, to you a, know. My understanding is there's yeah, at some point in the future, I'm sure. But it's uh, it is definitely going to have a lot of stuff that's like surprising. I think to a lot of people, it's kind of my understanding. Cool. But I mean, beyond that, I can't. I, I haven't played it. I don't know for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I I don't know. Kind of being someone who has who really really loved Resident Evil Four when it came out. And uh, and played it over and over again when it came out at that time, and then as kind of t- like I checked back in on it like once since mm-hmm. then, and had had a legend even like beat it at that point. I'm like I'm r- super ready for it, and I think that there's a lot of people out there that are probably either like me or have actually never actually played Resident Evil Four, despite the meme of it being re released a million times. Uh. I, I think that's going to be the bigger audience. I think this is going to be yeah. a massive success for them. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, I've played a ton of the demo. Uh, I think there's something kind of amazing about, you know, I think it, uh, from what I could tell, like, it's good. It feels like, like, do you, how do you look at it in your sort of like headcanon? Do you say like, okay, well this replaces the original now from what you've seen, right? Like, mm. I don't know. I feel like what these, and for people who haven't, uh, played the original, it's like, do you say, well, yeah, this is just the one to do, probably. I think for these games, yeah. I mean, that's that's been kind of how it's been going. Like, I think if you are someone who plays these games and or someone's like says hey what resident evil games should i play i'll say yeah go start you could probably start with re remake but you can play a resident evil 2 the, the remake of sure. that one mm-hmm. and, and do that stuff but if you fall in love with resident evil the way a lot of people do there's actually still a lot of value in going back to those original games even the playstation ones so it's like yeah. I, 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 we'll have to wait and see like how, how it goes with with resident evil 4 versus the, the you know the original version of resident evil 4 um, but I, I bet there's going to be some value to like the su- the people who become super fans coming out of this one. It's like, uh, what, excuse uh, me for bringing up wrestling. I didn't mean to, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it like, you happened. know, in, in a wrestling game, when you have multiple versions of John Cena, current John Cena doesn't replace old Dr. Thugonomics John Cena. That's just no, the same could. John Cena, but uh, just different versions. So I, I, I think the same uh, way as your, your, your uh, uh, thinking grub of like, there is value in checking out the, the original jank of some of the older RE titles, but with RE4, I feel like it's just, it's, it's everywhere. It's, it's on phones too, isn't it? Oh yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, some version of, I, I think so. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, but it's, I mean, it's everywhere else if it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you can get the, the, the switch version. You can, you could play it on the Wii with the motion controls. Like, oh, yeah, it was right. everywhere. There's a VR yeah, I, version. I don't think I've, yeah. Froculus uh, quests. Yeah. That's right. I don't think I've uh, I don't think I've started any game more times than I have started yeah. Resident Evil Four. Probably, um, for sure. I've probably completed it maybe like two to three times during mm-hmm. my lifetime. But not, you know, but I but based off this demo, like I'm going to finish this for sure. I think. Yeah. I think it's doing a thing where it is honoring the generous rose-colored glasses that we all sort of lenses rather that we all like look at these games at that are mm-hmm. 20 years and, uh, and more older and it sort of like validates those potentially inaccurate nostalgic memories yeah it g- like, gives the, the love it needs to, to yeah meet, like meet, with that contemporary update it's it's like it really just it hits i th- 
Imagine they did it to a game that doesn't hold up. Like, I don't know, Eternal Darkness. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe you go into a game I'm and you're so like, sorry, oh, this game, is so, this game is so sick. I can't wait to replay it. Yeah. And then you're like, maybe even 30% through it, and you're just like, God, I've made a mistake. I, I was like that with Tales of Symphonia. I think they did that big remake of that a couple. Tales of Symphonia, I believe that's the one. And I was just kind of like, well, this has aged. For an RPG, these mechanics have aged yeah. pretty poorly. So um, I, I don't think RE4 is like that. I, I just don't think I need to go through that entire game again. But what I played at the demo was really fucking cool. It looks great. So. Yeah, I, I even had like the same experience I had with the GameCube demo where I like would go into the village and I would be a bit too aggressive or I'd be uh, too impatient. And I would uh, usually end up dying a couple times. And then I'm like, okay, well, I need to just find this pathway through this village to survive. And uh, with the GameCube version, that was really helpful because when then when the game came out and I actually got it, I played, I'm like, well, now I know how to do this village and survive. So this isn't going to be some stumbling block for me that's going to discourage me from playing. And the same thing's happened here where, no, I, I know exactly how to survive in that village. Now I've done it a couple times. And so when I get when I actually get my hands on the full game, I'm going to have an easy time just going in there and conquering that village and having a good time and then moving on from it. And the rest of the game is... Um, not quite as trying to juggle uh, uh, the, the, these enemies attacking you during a timer the way that is. It's like, no, you can actually either run past them or you can uh, attack them and actually defeat them and move on from them. And so it's like, okay, it's good to get uh, some practice with this part of the game so you can be ready for it. And also it's just a really good showcase for all the cool stuff happening in there where, you know, once I learned that you could drop the uh, the lamp mm. in, the, in, the, in the, 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 the cow stall and have all the cow catch on fire and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like dragging yeah. the, the yeah, characters. I was kiting them through there and trying yeah. to get the, the chainsaw guy in there and then shooting it myself and letting it drop on him and catching him on fire too as best, as best, I, as best I could. And then it was also like in that same area, if one of the Garados, is that how you, uh, Ganados? I can't remember what the name of the enemies are called, uh, but they would, if one of them grabs you in that specific part of the map, that it triggers a cutscene where it's like an instant death thing or a close to an instant death thing where the chainsaw guy will come through and he'll knock part of the building down and it'll collapse and it'll cut off that part of the map if you survive but he'll come up and then you have to either hit you know f to escape on the keyboard or if you don't escape he'll just come up and like chop you and then stab you and it's it kills you instantly it's cool to, like to replay that specific part because there's so many interesting things that can happen and then i was you know you see online people are finding like little tunnels you can go in and find submachine oh, guns damn. yeah and i'm like really? oh, i couldn't i've like looked everywhere for it i'm like i need to actually go and see exactly how to get to this but it's like then you take that back up there and you can just start blasting everybody and tear them apart with the submachine gun oh man okay reasons to replay a demo and then that's even before you get into the the chainsaw extreme difficulty or right. whatever it is that pops up one out of every so many times this is it's i think they know they have something special and the way they're treating it like really exemplifies that I, I gotta ask y'all with with how they're doing these remakes and and picking and choosing here because I I feel like a lot of us thought Code Veronica would have popped up by now yeah uh, especially after the RE2 remake will we eventually get a remake or remaster of RE5 I can't I I, I personally I I loathe that game a lot so I I would like them not to spend their time on it but <laughs> I know do people like RE5 after all this time I thought it was I, like negatively received it, for the most part in uh, in in a way that you like love hate something maybe uh, I I I don't think there's a lot of people who really like Resident Evil Five I'm one of those people I'm one of those people yeah, yeah there it is dude I just I I just played it like relatively recently. It, it's not good. Like, there's fun to be had in it if you're just taking a piss, you know? 
Sure, like, sure. I, I played through the all of that game co-op with a buddy next to me, so... Yeah, that's the problem. The single-player AI was bad. Yeah. Bad. I, I don't think that game is gonna, like, have the same amount of momentum and you know there's the, the last thing we'll have where resident evil 4 has you're right, right but that. they but for what did they do they remade one two and three right they remade one on the gamecube a long time ago so they didn't do that one again so, so that could two be and three. that could be something they could do one again i suppose yeah like um, i would i would yeah, take one again before five yeah right eh, i mean code veronica but that one it's like I guess it's as much work as the other any of the other ones. Um, it's tough. But, I remember Code Veronica being pretty tough for yeah. our, our game, right? But it's like I think the number on, at this point, I think we're we're just on a different timeline than we were back then. And I think so. If they go to Resident Evil Five and they remake that, they would have to re-edit a lot of it. And I think they've done that with all the games so far, so that wouldn't be too much of an issue. And I think they the momentum doesn't come from it being Resident Evil Five now. It comes from. Oh, well, I've played the remakes of two, three, and four and love those. Yeah. And I'm not going to go back and play the old five. I'm going to wait for them to remake five. And then mm -hmm. there's going to be a, millions of people who that applies to now. So I, I would say that a, a remake or something of Resident Evil 5 does actually happen. And it is probably next. Sure, hmm. sure. Damn. Uh, so never make a new Resident Evil game. Just keep on remaking the old ones. It was great, no, but the new ones are coming out. Ones. They make yeah. new ones as well in between. That's what they do. They make a new one, they do a remake. Do a new one, do a remake. And that's so they're gonna they'll have a new one next, and then after that will be Resident Evil 5. So. I'm I'm happy that Capcom is in this position to do this though, because weren't yeah. they in trouble a couple years ago where like Absolutely. the future was kind of up in the air? Okay. Before Monster Hunter World, before these Resident Evil remakes, yes, they were in a tough spot. And now they are the uh, the, the the third party publisher that all third third party publishers aspire to be like they all want to be like Capcom they all want to have their Resident Evil series that they can remake a ton of and make new ones of and they want to have their you know Monster Hunter equivalent yeah that's what every publisher wants to be so Capcom is just absolutely killing it it's so interesting Capcom is so interesting though in, in how they treat Resident Evil because I feel like they've done a really good job at these remakes and with Seven and Village. But for some reason, I can never get into their attempts at making like a multiplayer game. Like it just doesn't hit in the same way that any of the other Resident Evil games do. Yeah, the, uh, people liked Out. What was the first one? Uh, Outbreak. That sounds right. Yeah, I I know that it had like a cult following with it, right? Yeah, those I guess many of them probably have cult followings, and that's probably what I'm what I'm thinking is actually oh, a bunch of people liked it. It was probably just a cult following, but uh, that that. Was that one that was on like PS2 and you needed the Ethernet adapter? I like believe it was like a so. Really early one. I remember um, looking at like a, a spread in a magazine of how to get it running, and then thinking, I don't have an yeah. Ethernet cord. What? Yeah, I'm like, I'm not. I don't have cable internet. This isn't gonna be for me. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something that they keep trying to do. They've done it with. I mean, the most recent one, Village, had that multiplayer attached to it that eventually came out, and I don't know anyone who played that. So mm. yeah. All right, everybody. That about does it for video games. I'm very. I'm so ready to get wet with Resident Evil Four. I'm so ready. Oh boy. I'm so it's a ready. Sloppy wet game, and I'm ready for oh, it. Buddy. You're gonna get sloppy stakes in that game, and you don't even know <laughs> how. You're not gonna intend on doing it. It's just gonna happen. Mm -hmm. We said it. I think I said it 
on UPF or something like that. That game has all the Resident Evil games have the shittiest food you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. Like it's this maggoty dead cat entrails on a plate. Uh, yeah, Village they get did, that in a pot, literally. Yeah, in, in Village the did it really game. bad. And then this one has some really nice stuff right off the bat. Like I don't know what the the Plagas does to make people want to eat like awful and uh, roadkill raw. But uh, if you want some foul looking food, those. Play, play, it makes, play, it makes you vitamin D deficient. And it's like, go. oh, I'm just craving <laughs> disgusting food. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, we're all going to go stick our hand into a barrel of jelly beans uh, and find what we come, uh, pick, pick up what we find and eat it. And we're going to take a quick break, and Jeff <laughs> Grubb will be back with the news. Jelly beans. During Dell Tech Fest, score game changing innovations with limited time deals on select next gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio, Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at alienware.com slash deals. That's alienware.com slash deals. I don't see cotton candy enough in my day-to-day -day life. Yeah, no one does you unless you're it? like a clown. What's the problem? Well, I don't know. I feel like it'd be cool or fun to occasionally have cotton candy pop up at least once every two weeks. Cotton candy is so disappointing. What? It's uh, I, the disappointing stuff is the stuff you buy in the store in the pre-packed pa yeah. plastic bag. If yeah. you're at the ballpark, you know, get that fresh shit. It'll make your hands sticky, but then a lot of fun things in life make your hands sticky. So um, I just go for it. I only declare that because I've recently seen a child eat it for the first time, and like, there's nothing more telling when the child is sort of just like, that's it. You know, like just being unimpressed <laughs> by it. Oh, like it's fucking pathetic. It is know, such a pathetic carnival food. You know, the most upsetting thing. I, I still enjoy con candy, uh, but I, I had a hatred for con candy because I almost failed my assignment to build a gingerbread house in high school. Because um, I thought yeah, it'd be, this, this all tracks. Yeah. yeah right. Like, where's the con candy come in? Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. So I made a chimney in my house and I thought, oh, it'd be so cool to have like smoke coming out of it. So I made, I put cotton candy there. Right. And then we had to let the everything sit for a day and then we'd be graded on our gingerbread houses. This is for a home ec class. This isn't for like an English or math class. Uh, and uh, I, I set it there and I was really proud. It looked really great. And the next day rolls around, and no one ever told me that con candy, if it's been exposed to air long enough, will just dry up. So it just yep. looked like a little tart, like pink blue turds on top of my chimney. I almost failed, guys. Luckily, I had Man. some extra con candy on me that was sealed. See, con candy mm. let you fucking down. <sighs> I, con candy it does seem like this like precious thing that if it is exposed to any elements. It's just going to evaporate. Yeah, well, I'm obviously eating your that's the whole thing. Like, it evaporates in your mouth. Like, that's where the disappointing thing comes from. Yeah. But it's like a lot of foods are like that. Like, if you uh, eat, like, a, a goldfish cracker and you bite it, and it's like it feels like it just goes away and you never actually swallow anything. It's so weird. I think a goldfish cracker... Image. 
I'm sorry, but I think a goldfish cracker is more satisfying than any They're amount really of cotton candy. What's really good is goldfish right. crackers it's on that, and it's on Skittles at the same time. Mm. Goldfish what? crackers and Skittles in your mouth at the same time, washed oh, out by a no. Coke. 13 year old me had some amazing dietary habits. But, <laughs> Washing uh, it with Coke? Yeah, it's great. It's My mouth sort of negates I, I everything. Feel, I feel the sugar. film right now. <laughs> I know, but like at 13, I, I would have fucked up. Oh, that. yeah. Now I today, drink, I drank like a 24 would, pack I, of Coke every two days. would be like, how it, like that's how Jeff Grubb died if Wait, I yeah. tried to do that today. Wait, well, we've, we've all seen that gif of the little otter trying to wash uh, um, cotton candy off in the in the in the water to, to like um, right again. Yeah, it just and evaporates. Right? And oh, he's just so good. No, <laughs> yeah, it's like where'd it go? Oh, it's so funny. I, I feel like yeah. you you slid some dietary detail under the radar there. Did you say that you have? How many sodas? I would drink a twenty-four pack of Coke in like two or three days as a kid. As a oh, genius. back three then, okay. Days. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. I have one, one soda a week max at this point. It's sugar-free Red Bull. I drink so much water. I'm, I'm way healthier than I was back then. I'm still probably. You know, Rory's the most days. hydrated person I know. I drink actually, so yeah, he's Holy the wettest shit. person I, drink like I know. Six of these. A day. Oh, he is. He's wetter than the RE4 demo. Listen. I someone in chat was like, "Oh, you're you're sour on like carnival foods." That's not true. Like, I could be a piece of shit. Listen, <laughs> I used to be a piece of shit, and when I show up at the carnival, I then transform back into the piece of elephant shit. Elephant ear, right? That's that's, that's that's the top one, right? The elephant ear, the what? elephant. We don't have. Yeah. They don't have We're that. Make a like carnival food, right? A tier list. Sometimes. Oh, soon. funnel cake's got to be number one for me. Right. That's what. That's what an elephant ear. Yeah, is, same right? thing. Like a, yeah. The, yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that, and then like the tornado potato, where they like take a oh, full yeah, potato. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The spiraled one. Yeah, that's, they spiral those are cool. that little bad boy. Mm. Um, I'll I'll fuck with like fried Oreos. I'll fuck with corn yeah. dogs. All right, this is going to be our EPF. Like, there's there's a pre-built carnival carnival foods tier list maker that we have to do at okay. some point. Okay. On stream, so Rory, you, okay. we're gonna do whatever you want for UPF. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. If you want to, an- if you want us to help you UPF. answer support, Mr. Shifty for two hours, it's fine with me. Hell yeah! All Let's right, go. we'll do a race. Uh, so, real, qu- real quick, Winship in chat said fried butter, and I can't tell if they're no, 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 kidding, that's real, but that's that real. is definitely real. Yeah, mm-hmm. like what? Where? Where have you? Where have the decisions in your life led you to the point where you're like, hello, I will take one of your finest fried sticks of butter. I don't know. You hang out with Dan Reichert for long enough. It feels like that's. Oh, I, I feel like making. Dan wouldn't get like a deep fried stick that. of butter. No, no, no. So he he would, he's scared he of get himself. He, I'm saying you hang out like if you're next to him, he'll get it for you. Yes, that's what. That's, oh yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Okay. But like, what I don't understand is like, I, I just that it's, it's so unappealing. Like um, I would. I would fry anything yeah. over butter. Well, they fry everything, like Coke syrup, you know, uh, you Ugh. can get anything fried at a, at a carnival. I, I suspect the fried butter is probably not like a stick of butter, probably little smaller bites, but I don't know. Never seen it. I don't go to carnivals. I don't go to state fairs as a rule now. It's kind of not my... Why? What happened? My, uh, I don't, I don't want to have to see 80 people die on one of those roller coasters. That seems like a rare thing. I, I feel like you would Not the way miss- this regulations of this country are going, man. Every day, 400 people no. die on the twilt the world. Oh, it just seems like a, eh, I'd rather do other shit. But yeah, fried food, if, you, if I was a fried food aficionado, I would try to find a state fair, which there are 
apparently a lot of. I don't know how many state. I've decided I'm gonna go get cheese curds tonight from. Oh, uh, those you can just get that. You can just get that where you're at. Yeah, yeah there's a, what's the, what's the uh, yeah, there's a fast food place from Wisconsin that is uh, I have one in my town. Someone in chat's going to know it here, but it's yes, they have that's like their thing is cheese cur- Culver's. Thank you. Yes, Culver's, they have Ooh. cheese curds and uh yeah, they're delicious. They're really good. They make them fresh. When I was when I was up uh skiing in Maine a couple weeks ago, there was a place I just it was like garlic butter cheese curds. There we go. And right. it changed Speaking my of- vacation. <laughs> you ski hey, down I'm those awesome. bad boys? Say what? You ski down those bad boys instead. Oh, Jen, that's not a thing you do before skiing. That's the <laughs> thing you do at the end of skiing. Because, my man, you cannot get back on the mountain with that in your belly. Okay? That's the best That's the best uh, skiing food, though. It's the food that you eat at the end of the day that you're like, oh. I could never go back up there. I would die. And I would just roll back down. Exactly. You're just like, how did I even do that <laughs> after? Uh, I have I have some news here for everybody, starting with this, uh, this one right here. PS5 Pro rumors are back once again. A oh. new report from Insider Gaming claims that a PS5 Pro is already in the works. Uh, that's not too surprising. These are the kinds of things where, like, they have these hardware teams. What are these hardware teams doing? They're like just making the next system for eight years. No, they're probably looking at every possibility. But I guess what is maybe surprising is that apparently Sony is planning to release this in 2024. That's next year, according to this story. Uh, part of the the well, what's happening here is Mark Cerny filed a patent recently that aims to improve ray tracing performance on consoles. And the report claims that that would be central to this new upgraded PS5. Uh, also, Sony doesn't want to wait to, to, to launch, or they, they don't want to launch the PS6, excuse me, until at least 2028. Uh, so that would be like an eight year cycle. Uh, and that would be at the earliest. So they probably want to have something to bridge it is the suggestion here from the story. I guess I'm, I'm personally like, I really would be surprised if we get a pro uh, for either console this generation. I'm not going to say it's impossible. It is mm. definitely possible, especially if they sort of um, chicken one another and like stare one another down. And like, I'm going to do it. Oh, you are? Well, then we're going to do it. I, that could happen. And they both would end up having to have something if that's the case. Um, but I think the more likely scenario is kind of what happened with the Switch was they they worked on something because they always work on something to have like a mid-gen refresh over at nintendo especially with one of their handhelds and instead of launching it they're like uh no we just won't we'll just find a way to raise the price of the current switch by putting an oled screen in there and selling that to everybody again and it's i think that these console manufacturers will probably find a path like that where they slim their systems down especially the ps5 put more storage in there especially the ps5 and then sell that again at the same amount of money they've been selling selling for this entire generation, which now is like $550 around the world, right, for the PS5. So that's where, where I'm at. But, I mean, maybe I'm completely off base. Do you guys think we get a pro next year? I, I didn't even think about the idea of not having a pro at all this generation. I feel like it'd be inevitable. I just didn't expect it to be so soon as, as soon as next year. I thought we would get, like... I thought we eventually would get a redesign that would be a slim. I wonder if they're trying to do two birds, one seed here, where... Seems like that's what the story is saying. is exactly that, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if I would want to pick up a slim PS5 that is also a pro, just because, again, there's not not a lot there, or not enough there as is. And I feel like the demand for PS5s, and, you know, I don't think anyone needs a PS5 Pro right now. I don't think anyone does, 
but I feel like the market, based off of how fervent people were to pick up a PS5 at all, uh, I feel like the re- resale market might go insane all over again, uh, just because it's like the new hot item. It, it, the timing of all this just like seems just not right. You have you have a market that was just caught up with demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It just got, it just caught up. So you know it, you're probably a lot of people only first got their hands on a PS5 uh, in the last six months. So I just don't understand this. Now we the last time we had this conversation, which now feels like we do it every like three months or so. Mm-hmm. But the last time we had this conversation, it was all about like. Um, this being the slim, right? Because, you know, silicon gets smaller, power consumption, you can lower power consumption. Right, and that's still part of this story where right. uh, where the slim model would drop the disk drive and replace, I think, I guess, both versions of the current PS5, and that would, would I guess, stay at like $400 for a diskless version, and then there would be this pro model at, at the top of the SKU. And it's like, okay, I can kind of see that, but I don't know, what, what does that make you think? Well, that well, sure, but I think it's all also predicated on the fact that, like, I remember when PS4 came, uh, PS4 Pro came out. Again, it's it was a while ago, but I do recall some level of like desire for a beefier yes. console. Sure, where I don't feel that with PS5. Right, um, I think that's the so that that's exactly kind of where I'm at with it. Where we look at um, the reasons why they would do this, and the reasons why they did it last time is for one, they can, which is always going to be the biggest reason. If they can do it, they will. Uh, the PS4 was, was slipping in price at that time, and it's like, well, we want to keep a higher average sales price. I had someone who was working at Sony at the time tell me exactly that. Like, but, but that's one of the that's the main reason we, we do this. So we sell this thing, we put the professional name on there. That gives it a certain you have a certain idea of what to expect from it. But really, this is to keep the average sales price of the hardware at a certain level. If if we think the PS5 is going to go down in price, then I, yes, I totally think a PS5 Pro will be inevitable. I just don't necessarily see the PS5 going down in price anytime soon, especially not on a timeline where it makes it make sense to replace it with something else. Now, if they want to raise the price again, maybe they do a, a Pro and they do it on the other side of $550 and make that $600, $650. I don't know. Even that seems like why muddy the waters? And it's like they're not going to have the same sort of marketing scenario that they had with the ps4 where it was like everyone has a 4k tv right now we did not predict that that would be the case when we launched these systems everyone has one now and if and so why aren't we trying to sell a, a 4k console let's go ahead and make a console and just say this is the 4k version of our console yeah. 8k is not a thing won't be a thing especially in the next by next year no, 8K is, no and it's it's not it doesn't make any sense for games i think a lot of people are already savvy to that not being a buzzword that's going to catch on uh, and then, well, what is the other buzzword? Well, the suggestion in the story is it's ray tracing, and I just don't know if that's something that gets people out of their seats to buy a console. I just the really don't think it is. Craziest thing about this is that there's barely been any PS5 exclusive games yet. Yes. Like every game that I'm playing, God of War, Returnal, obviously, is PS5 probably was built on earlier hardware because that took a lot to develop, I'm sure. But we still haven't gotten like a real AAA. I know Ratchet and Clank and people talk about some of that, but not like God of War or Horizon or one of their very huge first party games coming out in a PS5 exclusive. Like God of War looks fucking amazing on my 4K TV right now. Uh, Returnal looks great. Like, what can they actually do if they're building something specifically for this hardware? And until that happens, like, why the fuck would I ever buy like a PS5 Pro? Because if they're still pumping out like games that are going to be on PS4 anyway, you the PS5 is handling them perfectly fucking well <laughs> um, without the extra hardware. Because I, I mean, 
I admit I, I turned my PS5 output down to 1440p on my TV just because there were some frame issues on Returnal, especially. Um, so even with maybe that's an excuse to get a new one, but I, I, I would not have to even as a gaming professional, the most professional gaming professional, um, I would not uh, upgrade <laughs> or buy a new console at this point right now. I'd, I'd probably rather get a better video card. Um, yeah, so that's a, it's a weird. I more power to them if they want to do it, but maybe maybe get some actual exclusives that people want to play. Uncharted, whatever. Um, PS5 exclusive. Until I see that and see what that means, uh, why would I upgrade? Yeah, I feel like I'm going in in a skew of that path the other way, where I'm actively waiting for more stuff to get ported over to Steam so I can potentially check it out on a Steam Deck. Like, <laughs> I I really wanted to to pick up The Last of Us Part 1 and, like, the remaster, and I'm like, oh, I could do that on PS5 and it'll look great, but maybe I'll just wait for it to come to Steam, yeah. and then I can play it there, and then I yeah. can handle it at my own pace. Um... And everything just because I, I i don't know what it is maybe i just have uh, i prefer handhelds and everything but you're a very active guy you're on the go i mean i yeah. think the thing with the ps5 especially where they're building it for this ssd quick quick loading uh you know horizon uh, horizon forbidden west is way better on ps5 for loading alone but then you look sure. at the returnal where you're doing like instant warps around a lot the pc definitely struggled with that even on mm. an ssd i installed that game on I really do think I'm 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 not a PS. I, I prefer to play PlayStation than than other stuff, other consoles. But um, like it's it it does feel like that system might have been engineered in a way that might make some of those games a little more difficult to replicate on a on a PC. Maybe not like the open world stuff. I'm sure it'll be fine. But for stuff like that, where you I don't know the, all the rendering stuff that Sony did in that pre pre release uh, live stream seems like it might be tough to port over one to one. But we'll be curious to see. Well, uh, hey, speaking of that, moving on here a little bit, uh, mm. PlayStation's next PC port may be Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. There is a job posting uh, for Nixies, which is that PC port house that Sony acquired to handle a lot of these things going forward. And they're asking for an engineer familiar with coherent middleware, and that's capital C, coherent middleware, uh, where, uh, and, and if you try to look in the past, like what game, what first party game at PlayStation used coherent middleware? It was Ratchet Clank Rift Apart. The timing on that makes sense. Uh, that game is, is now from, from the beginning of the PlayStation 5 generation. We're fast approaching two, three years on that. So yeah, I would ex expect to see that on PC soon. Well, it sounds like they might be working on it. And that was one of those games that they made a big deal about. Hey, this is gonna have all this like warping technology. It's gonna instantly load. And this is only possible because we have the power of the PlayStation 5 SSD. Well, it's gonna come to PC and it's gonna, of course, it's gonna run just fine there as long as they optimize it correctly. Uh, but hey, hey I'm, I loved Rift Apart. I really, yeah. really like that game. Uh, I would love for more people to have a chance to play it. Yeah, another game where I'll be like super jazzed to check it out on my Steam Deck. Yo, Sony, all, all the work you're doing in R&D to make like a PS5 Pro, just make like, just make a Steam Deck. I know it's basically <laughs> just a PSP or a Vita, but just make it big. Yeah, sure. make it big. Yeah, I think I think they're looking at it again, Ooh. especially after the Steam Deck. Make a PS PS five P. There it oh, is. Oh, jeez. Just imagine, okay. like, you got to wear a go. backpack to play that bad boy. Metal Gear Acid Three. Oh, make it happen, Rory. Are you working on Metal Gear Acid Three? You can that tell us. That's not what I'm doing, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll see about Rift Apart. Uh, like we've, um, basically had many of the big, like end of life PlayStation 4 games come, uh, including Miles, Miles Morales now, which was a yeah. launch game for the PS5, but also came out on PS4. Uh, it is going to be time for them to start looking at, at, uh, some of those PS5 games. 
I, the big one, I mean, Ratchet Clank's big, but I think the big one for a lot of people is going to be Demon Souls. So mm, oh. if Demon Souls comes, that would be very, very cool, and that seems yeah. likely as well. The From stuff has been really weird. Like Demon Souls, obviously, and then uh, what was the other one that that? Um, I mean, they're they're they need better PC ports. I'll say that. Like Sekiro was Sekiro was actually pretty good. Um, there's no ultra widescreen. A lot of that stuff is is kind of half-assed on those From Software ports. So if they're going to do more of those yeah, games, yeah. definitely definitely try to maybe get. Play to the system strengths of the PC, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, that would be a blue point. Like, from software, it didn't really do anything on Demon's Souls, so it'd yeah. be all... Uh, frame rate's really good they would be, they would, Yes, and it's, it works great on PS5, so I think it'd be pretty cool to see that on PC. But, um, uh, I mean, we'll see what's going to be next. They, they still... They, it took them, uh, I think, a while to get uh, The Last of Us Part 1 on PC, right? That got delayed, right, James? You said you were going to check That's, that out. Um, late that still month, not on PC? Yeah. 328. Okay, cool. Later so, this month, yeah. Right, so that got pushed back a couple times. Uh, so they, they, it looks like they have a little bit of a backlog now that they can work with, but we'll see when that oh like what the next game is. The game yeah, Horizon, I, I you know, Forbidden West will probably be out there before the uh, before the next game comes out. They, they take a while with those, but right, probably um, sometime next year. Yeah, yeah. Give but, um, me Pedro Pasquale's skin in that game and i'll go yeah play just it so skin hard oh, okay okay just this, oh my god yeah yeah even that i'll be Wait. cool with <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me pedro pascal's skin says me my daddy <laughs> came out a little weird there yeah, but. i like it i would have it another yeah. way uh starfield got delayed oh. uh, this happened last week but does that now okay. day for starfield exactly it is coming september 6th 2023 this puts it out of that 12 month period that they promised at the previous E3, uh, but Starfield is now getting a direct at this year's E3 on June 11th, uh, at the uh, which will be its own, it'll be its own showcase after the Xbox Bethesda showcase earlier that day. Um, so uh, we'll we'll hear, hear more about this game once again, and then they're going to actually launch it September 6th. I think they probably stick to this release date. What do you guys think? Just don't yeah, just don't give a release date. Just don't just don't do it. Don't yeah. do it unless you're going to stick to it for sure. Yeah. I mean, or, or just shadow drop it is that what you're saying you just want to shadow drop it at yo i love shadow drops shadow drops are sick do that uh, i think I like that too. from a like i don't know there's someone who i feel like has done the research and is like shadow drops just don't we we need to rely on some of that buy hype too like you sure can, sure, sure oh for a big game know? like this the marketing is is, yeah. is important so yes but i think like they i do agree that it shouldn't be a uh date until it's a date i mean it's just like what are we doing um and that's fine games get delayed they should get delayed they need to that's okay yeah but that's the game yeah <laughs> right but like it's just, it's just it's just so silly that's why i wasn't there one event where like all the dates were like incredibly dubious and we were just like yeah this feels right like tell me it'll come out like that's the final i think it was like e3 just, last year right yeah right, something they said like every that. game at this showcase will be out in the next 12 months and uh now i think the three big games that they had uh well redfall will will make it because that's coming out in may so that's going to make it. But then um, Forza sounds like it's coming out in October and this is coming out in September. So two of the two of the three big ones got pushed out of that 12 month window. It's almost as if that was a stupid thing to say. And they probably yeah. should not have said that. Um, all right. Microsoft is signing more Call of Duty deals. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me skip this one. My bad. Let me hit this oh. one first. Suicide Squad is reportedly getting delayed. Uh, this is a, 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 from a Bloomberg report. It is claimed that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will get a delay from its May release. Uh, this has not yet been confirmed by Warner Brothers, uh, but I've separately heard something similar. I heard that it's actually a, this is a real big delay, and it might even get pushed into 2024. Oh, no. All that said, they haven't confirmed it yet. 
I'm I'm also like, okay, so I've heard it's 2024, but if I were them, I would just push the thing out the door and move on. I I, I kind of don't get it. Uh, yeah, people don't, people really didn't like it the way it looked in that uh, state of play. Oh well, I think that's kind of just how our people how people are going to feel about this game. I think you just push it out and move on. But I, I listen. I don't make games. I don't publish games. I don't. I don't know. That, but it's like man, a whole nother year with a big expensive that's game, like, a big expensive studio yeah. like this. That seems like a lot. What would you do like to make that more appealing? Like I was looking at it. Like you're fighting big tentacle monsters. It did not look. I, I, I don't know. Most of these WB DC games lately have not been super appealing yeah, nice. for whatever reason. So very appealing either. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, Mikon puts it in the giant bomb chat. Somebody will buy it. At this point, put publishing it, putting it out the door, there will be folks that buy it. There'll be folks that uh, enjoy shooting purple bits on helicopters. And delaying it to 24, I just don't know how much you can fundamentally change at this point. Right? Yeah. Like, I wonder if the Suicide Squad, like that last movie made $180 million worldwide, which was pretty bombish kind of thing. And then obviously Peacemaker's out now. I'm, I'm just curious if there's a lot of love for. I really like the last Suicide Squad movie. I thought yeah, it was yeah. Good the first that one. was pandemic. Not, that was pandemic yeah, times. Pandemic times and still. Yeah. Like, is that property? James Gunn is taking anything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a weird thing to be pushed. I, I get the superhero team up kind of stuff I, is still pretty. You popular. know, your point still stands, Rory. It's a, it was a weird property to, to attach a game to. Yeah. Uh, because yeah because look how much stuff changed yeah. from when they started working on it to when they actually launched it in terms of like what people felt about suicide squad they had a reboot basically and then you're putting a game out and it's like well even that previous uh generate or that previous version of the dc movie universe has completely changed yeah. so just a weird thing to attach a game Make to. that black it, adam game next time yeah yeah is go. this is does this factor into the greater dc canon or is this another I like so. i don't think it can yeah, because yeah. it's like they, they wanted to make those decisions going forward. All the games will be a part of that, and it's like that's gonna that's gonna be a rude awakening, I think, for James Gunn when you like when you like has those meetings with his games people and, and they're like, oh yeah, and that game's still five years out. Like, oh wait, what? Okay, the actor's contract is gonna be over by then. Okay, I'm I guess curious we if he actually this. has a lot of input on on the, uh, these games. I mean, I know he he's said kind of they said they said that they will. He's and they okay. said that they're gonna like that's part of the thing. It's like all games will be part of the DCU going forward, hmm. but. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I just kind of don't know what happens with Rocksteady. Not like Rocksteady is like one bad game from going under or something sure, like this. Yeah. I, but I think they probably retreat and make another Batman game if this game goes bad for them, which, you know, okay. I, they didn't want to do that. That was the whole thing here. So I guess we'll see. All right. Uh, Microsoft is signing more Call of Duty deals. Uh, let's see. On Twitter, Phil Spencer announced that Microsoft has signed a deal with Ukrainian cloud ser gaming service Boosteroid to bring Call of Duty to that platform for 10 years the should the Activision merger, merger go through. Boosteroid. Sorry, it's a real sorry, thing. Sorry. It has 4 million users worldwide, I was surprised to learn. Okay. Uh, yeah. In, in a statement to the Wall Street Journal, Microsoft President Brad Smith said they have more deals to follow. Um, other updates about this acquisition story, by the way, Microsoft says it won't increase the price of Game Pass because of the ABK merger, and Sony warned regulators that Microsoft could release a buggy version on PlayStation to undermine Sony. Uh, so and that's your kind of quick update there. The, basically, this is just a uh, Microsoft doing what it's been doing, trying to look like the good guy and trying to do nothing to look like the bad guy, like saying they would raise prices, which I believe them. They won't raise prices because of the ABK merger. They're going to raise them because they're going to raise them no matter what, right? That, that's just what yeah. they're going to do with these prices. Yeah, I've just about reached my uh, boiling point with this entire situation. 
I think the good news is shut up. it sounds like it's going to wrap up here pretty soon. Yeah. I think it's going to wrap up here pretty soon. Uh, but, you know, we've said that before, too, and been proven wrong. So mm. who here knows? We are. Here we are. Uh, Bowser is bullish on Switch. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like that. Uh, nice. in, a, in an interview with AP News, Doug Bowser is still confident about the Switch. Uh, here's a quote from him. As we enter the seventh year of, of the Nintendo Switch, sales are still strong. I think we still have a very, very strong lineup coming. As Mr. Furukawa said, and Furukawa, the president of Nintendo Japan, uh, said recently, we're entering uncharted territory with the platform. It's exciting to see that demand is still there, so nothing to announce on any future console or device, but we are still feeling very bullish about the Nintendo Switch. Um, basically, this interview was just them asking a bunch of questions to a guy who could never really say anything other than this. Right. Uh, but... I, I think they they're probably they're trying to I, I'm trying to figure this out. Is this Nintendo telling the truth or is this Nintendo's uh, oh the yes, don't worry the the DS is the third pillar and the Game Boy's still gonna be around and then suddenly you, you look a year later and the Game Boy's nowhere to be found and the DS has completely replaced it. Um, where do you guys think Nintendo is at in terms of feeling out this transition to the next generation? I think well, first off, I think uh, I mean Bowser's like saying nothing here. Yes, right, that, like which is literally uh, as the president of Nintendo of America, all he can say. Yeah. They don't make decisions. Right? Literally nothing. Yep. Uh, what does it mean? We're entering uncharted territory with the platform. Okay. Well, that means that this is okay. That that that's Furukawa yeah, but, saying that, and that means that we're in the seventh year of oh, a platform sorry, right. where yeah, they, but, they've but, never really been this far before without having new hardware. But like also, uh I mean, like I don't know. It's it's just kind of filler. Uh all right. There, there are games still coming out for it, right? Like, um, it's funny. I guess Uncharted Territory is like, we've never uh, seen what a battery inside a Switch will do after seven years. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, wow. These things are going to start blowing people's legs off. We learned from nothing from the PSP. Uh, those fans in there, you're probably approaching the maximum number of spins they could do. Uh, I definitely have a my launch unit. That's sitting back there. That fan is dead. Yeah, my my launch unit switch like goes to bed coughing every night. Um yeah. so yeah, um I don't know. Um but I but I do think like uh there is a bit of like uh stretching and a little bit of like buying a little bit of time here. I don't I I just feel like we are approaching a situation where uh, and I think it's going to be very telling how well uh the next Zelda runs on Switch also. Right? That'll yes. that'll do you give think a bit better or worse. I'm I'm guessing better. I think they've had. Yeah. I would imagine better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they, that one they built for the Wii U. This oh, one they'll true. be able to they'll build it directly for the Switch. They will understand a lot of the. I mean, they got that Zelda running pretty decent on the Switch after a yeah. while. I think mm -hmm. even the Kokorili, or I'm sorry, what was the Village? The Village they had like the really bad like 20 frames per second that everyone experienced. I think they've mostly cleaned that up. Um, so it's like if they figured out those tricks and they've got a lot of other tricks this time around, they should they should be fine. Although it's a much bigger game, we'll see. Um, he was just directly asked Bowser about, hey, what's going to be the Switch follow up, and what do you want to see in it? And he says, I should be careful about what what about what I would personally like to see in a new Switch. But what I can share is that one of the reasons that even going into the year seven, we feel very confident that the Switch can have strong performance over the next few years is that it is still truly that unique device that you could play in a variety of ways at home and on the go. One of the things we look at, at always is how, how can we surprise and delight 
How can we introduce new unique ways of playing that's always in the front of our mind? And that's the other thing I'm trying to figure out. Is he saying that the next thing is going to be very different from a Switch? What? If, okay, hear me out here. What if uh, Nintendo's been out of the handheld market for a while now, right? Since the 3DS. What if the Switch just folds into that slot and then they do release like a bigger console that's not, it's, it's probably not going to be as powerful as a PS5, but it gets close to it. And then the, they can just have all these smaller titles, the indie stuff, just continue to pe go out onto the Switch. There won't be the expectation for stuff to uh, like be super graphical and high performance anymore because they will have that other system. Yeah, I think I, I, I like that idea. It's something I think it could be cool. You're welcome, uh, Doug. I, th <laughs> I think Nintendo has structured itself in such a way, though, that that would be difficult because they used to have... We have the teams that make big games for the console, and we have teams that can make stuff for the handhelds, and and they're they're kind of separate and doing their own thing. And then at the beginning of the Switch generation, kind of going into the Switch generation, they combined all those things into one one unit to make like one set of games that all come out on one platform. So uh, and and that was always um, the tough thing for Sony. One of the reasons it couldn't mm. make the Vita and the PlayStation Three slash Four work really well is because. They would have they would make their games for the PlayStation, and then they'd like have a, a B team come in and make the same kind of game for the from the same series for the Vita, and it was never as uh, satisfying. Um, and I think Nintendo would want to avoid that wherever possible. Metal Gear too. Well, Metal Gear, <laughs> and that was disappointing, of course. I, 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 I never really figured out why Metal Gear Acid was made by a whole different company, and I guess Konami had some, like, you know, uh, contractually obligated, like, you got to put a Metal Gear Solid on this thing, but I don't recall that, um, uh, what's-his-face was actually really involved with them too much, but maybe for the better, but, uh, I just want a fucking goddamn, like, uh, just take it to PC or put it on Vita, goddamn, I can't, I haven't played Metal Gear Acid 2 in, in too long, and it's kind of, uh... Tell you what, let me tell you about this thing called a Steam Deck, and then, uh, some of the things you could do with that thing, we can... Yeah, we can maybe. get you Metal Gear Acid. You know, PSP... Sorry, I'm looking. It's insanely windy, and my my roommate just messaged me like that. Live weather report. A little too much. Matthew, it feels like he's going in the door from being John Malkovich when he's like kind of like looking in there. Rory, your last day's Friday. Don't go through the door yet. Don't go to the light yet. Don't go to the light. Stay away. We have a huge tree in our backyard that my roommate's worried about, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's 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 yeah, it's okay for now. If it dies, it dies. Bye. Cut out. Oh, hi, Miru. If I here, let me show you real quick. Can yeah, I do see this, Jim? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, I'm not gonna stop gonna you. Sorry. What are we gonna do? Fire you? Oh, there's, that's well, not there's a, don't worry, that's a cat, not a tree. That's a cat, yes. but then here's that big ass tree back here. That oh, is, man, I love it's trees. not shaking too bad right now, but there's this kitty. Here, let's let's take a look. Hi, Miru. Well, hi, kitty. Meow. Well, she doesn't, she only meows on her cat tree, so. Um, I'm just letting you know that my roommate's saying this tree's looking shaky, so if I do cut out, it's probably because of, uh... Because the tree fell and destroyed something? Well, okay, well it might fall careful. down. I mean, it's, there's a lot, there's, it's been really super windy and wet for a long time here, so, um... Same. I swear to God, if I open my windows, I look like a ghost, and if I close them, I look like... I don't know. Rory, non, you look amazing no matter what. Non-ghost. There we go. Uh, this is the best I've looked all podcast, so I finally found my... There it is. Shade. Yes, you got the shadow. Yes, this is... Ten years later, I finally figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> now you can just keep the setup for every there episode, dude. Okay. Save profile. My hair. Uh, 
Bowser defends $70 Zelda. Uh, in the same interview, Doug was asked about the price increase for Tears of the Kingdom, and he had a defense for that move. Uh, we look at what the game has to offer. I think fans will find that, that this is an incredibly full, deeply immersive experience. The price point reflects the type of experience that fans can expect when it comes to playing this particular game. This isn't a price point that we'll necessarily have on all our titles. It's actually a fairly common pricing model, either here or in Europe or other parts of the world, where the pricing may vary depending on the game itself. Uh, they're doing it in the European style. That ah. makes sense. Um, listen, they, they, he's saying here, like, once again, kind of nothing, but also saying, we know you're going to fucking pay it, so pay up. Cough up the sure. $70 and then go enjoy your, your Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Thank you very much for the money. I'll be, I, I'm, at this point, it's... I paid 70 bucks for Final Fantasy 3 on the goddamn SNES, like, and that was 25 years ago, so it's a little tough for me to be super mad about game prices getting up. I know. Whether, whether, whatever hardware you're, you're uh, applying them to, like, even Switch is underpowered compared to the PC, you're still spending a shitload of money on development time and, and everything else, so. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I know yep. times are tough for a lot of people, though, so it's also like, hey, maybe they'll, they'll, they're betting on higher, higher revenue yeah, in, I the, mean, in the long term, even if they sell less. Yeah, the the economics are are simple. You raise the price of something, fewer people buy it. Like yep. that's. The, but I think that they know that the demand for this game and the the pent up sort of uh, desire for it is so high that that won't really be reflected yeah. here. And I think they they look at how their games have sold without having a price decrease really over the last five, six, seven years now. Uh, they're like, oh well, the reason that we can keep them at this price for this long and people keep buying them is. We probably could have been charging more all sure. along. And this is the first Switch right. game I've wanted to play since Breath of the Wild. Mm. So I mean, that's that's pretty much where I'm coming from. I will pick up my Switch and try to update it and get the new Wi-Fi on it and everything like that. But hopefully, hopefully it'll work. I don't even have a dock Man. for it. New Wi-Fi um, dropped. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I, I hopefully I probably need some fucking new Wi-Fi because it cuts off all the time now. Every day I have to replug that router. Um, it's not good. So we'll figure something out. But yeah, I'm happy to pay seventy bucks for Zelda. I'll play that she game did. for. A you expense a new router before you leave. I didn't yeah, say that we'll yet. see. Don't, uh, don't listen. Man, don't hear this me. router is this whole last expense report is going to be real fun. It's going to be a real nightmare. Hell yeah. Yeah, I should probably do my my Ethernet first and then try the shipping stuff later. But um, we'll we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll live stream it. That'll be UPF. Just me, my last expense report. <laughs> <laughs> Pornography. Uh, a couple more stories here. The Pokemon Company is looking for an NFT master. Uh... Uh, I wrote this down. NFTs gotta own them all. It's you and me. I know it's my destiny. NFT, so you're my best friend in a world that we must end. So there you go. Uh, anyway, the Pokemon Company has a job listing for someone with deep knowledge of and someone who is deeply connected to the world of NFTs and blockchain technologies. Uh, this is not really an NFT job, but it is um, a job that where they said we're looking for creative ways to use new technologies, and then they listed NFTs and blockchain as something that is super important to them for this job. But maybe actually, this is a good way to fish for like all the douchebags in the universe, <laughs> um, and maybe we just like trap them uh, and put them into some sort of chamber where they can't get out. So uh, if that is the spirit behind this exercise. I support it. Yeah, Mewtwo is going to like rip their memories from their brain and completely reset them and what, send them back out. What, the what world. if I go apply for this, right? Right. And, and I then, like, I, I, my intimate knowledge of NFTs is like I read the Wikipedia article on them and right. uh, I, I just take them down from the inside. Here's what, here, here, Jan, I guarantee that if you used Chat GPT 
to write your cover letter for this job, you would 100% get it. All right, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. You're exactly what we're looking for, soulless shell of a man. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Metroid Zero Mission screenshots have been found in the Nintendo Switch Online Game Boy Advance app. Uh, This is from... The Twitter user Luigi Blood, who found this through a data mine. <laughs> Luigi uh, Blood? Listen, guys, it's crazy out there in the scene. The, the hacking scene for the Switch, they listen, Luigi Blood's got it. We've got it on lockdown. Getting dark. Uh, the screenshots were in the Metroid Fusion folder, but it basically shows the thing where it explains how linking uh, games together using the Game Boy Advance Nintendo Switch Online thing works. It's like that instruction screen. And they have that for Metroid Zero Mission, a game that met, can connect. To Metroid Fusion, if you have the two Game Boy Advances, apparently it un- unlocked a suit. I never did that, but yeah, actually, I broke down here. This is from uh, the men- uh, the manual. If you link Metroid Zero Mission to Metroid Fusion, an added bonus will appear on your Metroid Zero Mission game pack. After loading data from Metroid Fusion, an option to view the Metroid Fusion gallery will appear on the options screen. View these images just as you would uh, the Metroid Zero Mission images. So it's like a way to unlock, I guess, a little bit of extra bonus stuff. Um, That's cool. But- but yeah, but it's like, okay, Zero Mission not on the Game Boy Advance Nintendo Switch Online app, but obviously it's coming. Not too much of a surprise, but I got excited about that because I like that game a whole bunch. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, this got me thinking uh, more about the the late, I don't want to derail you, but the latest uh, Mario no, trailer. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't put in the news here, but because uh, it's like, yeah, we a new trailer came out, but it did come out this past week. Uh, I liked it a lot. What you? How are you feeling about it? No, I feel real oh. good about it. Oh, uh, Matt, the tree fell. The, the tree fell. Oh, the tree no. We fell. lost Rory in the tree I fell. I downplayed the tree. Oh, God. This is all your fault, Bacalar. You didn't believe him about the tree. I downplayed the tree, and now it's fallen. I really hope that the tree is still up and that's just the wind. I hope the tree... Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. Like, and also, I mean, it takes a lot for a tree to go. Anyway, um... <laughs> We're praying. You're continuing to downplay it. Yeah, you're downplaying yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still downplaying you're gonna feel it. So I, bad I just, when the video comes back and he's just laying under a tree. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jan. Sorry, Rory. Uh, the, the, Sorry, girl. the Mario trailer. Yeah. Did you guys notice that? I didn't once check it out. again. You know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. Once again, Mario had what? Like seven words to say oh, an yeah. entire thing. They yes. don't want that little bitch We're downplaying talking. the tree. Miyamoto's yeah. downplaying the Pratt, for sure. They are, they are, I don't know if this was like, you know, maybe he didn't have a lot of dialogue to begin with, or maybe he does, I don't know, but they are not finding his voice trailer worthy, okay? Right, they're, they're like, not, we want Seth Rogen front and center. That's who we need, and listen, I agree. Or Charlie agree. Day, because yeah, Charlie, Charlie Day, Day I'm sure if you did the breakdown, uh, Charlie Day is saying a lot in these trailers. Chris Pratt, not so much. I think two things, right? One, either uh, he has an amazing voice that they want to keep under wraps, that they, they just want everyone to be pleasantly surprised by when the movie comes out. Or two, they saw everyone's general reaction to Chris Pratt being announced as... Uh, as Super Mario, so they are doing exactly what you're saying, Backlar, and they're just going to downplay everything. They're yeah, like, I think, I think they're just minimizing it, right? Because like, it, even what they play, it's fine. It's not ruining anything. Oh. But it was like, it's just, it was weird at first, and now we hear it like in little snippets, and I don't even notice it. Like the trailer went by, 
And I think it was like, uh, I don't know, I can't remember who I was with, but they were like, oh, yeah, we barely heard Mario. I'm like, oh, we did? I didn't even, like, wasn't even thinking about it. And I think that's where they want us, not even okay. thinking about it. So now I know that I have a problem because I can't not think about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I am unable to, like, focus and spend a lot of time can you, thinking about how much I hate the voice. You've been prattled by it. Yeah. Can you watch the original <laughs> Lego movie, like, go back to it now and, like, still enjoy it? Yes, because it's just his normal ass voice and he's just a goofball and it's fine. Th that I have no problem with, with regular Chris Pratt's stupid voice. I have a problem with his like just like app like flummoxing uh, 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 Mario it voice. I find it sounds it like an so SNL strange. character. It sounds like he's just playing Mario on SNL, where it's like, hey, you're still Chris Pratt. Like, you're the star of this SNL episode, but like, just do a little Mario voice. Like, that's what it feels like. And whatever. I'm over it. But, I know. Yeah. I, uh, you're just a stronger person than me, is Definitely. really what it comes We've down always, to. always said that. Yeah. Like, that's what I, I've been beaten down enough by Mike Minotti, who's in chat, defending it once again. You talk about the Mario, uh, Chris Pratt Mario voice. He's in here being like, we got, guys, we got to be nicer to Chris Pratt. Uh, that's not his exact words, but do basically we, what he's saying. Do we have to be nice? <laughs> I don't think, like, who cares? It's, Mike Minotti's just a nice person. changing nothing. What's that? Mike Minotti's just a nice person, all right? Oh, I, I, I'm not talking shit about Mike Minotti. I don't. I wish I he wouldn't voice his up, opinion Mike. on this, this very bad opinion on this. But he, did, like, he did say no one here knows as much about uh, ch cartoons for children as I do. That's, as, that's like, true. So he's an authority on this topic. Yeah. I, the, I, I cannot extract my, like, vitriol, my, my <laughs> cringe, like, reaction to hearing it. I... To be clear, though, I think the trailer looks amazing. Yeah, it looks I so think good. It it's looks so, so good. damn good. Oh my god! The kids, oh my this god, time really are just like uh, for days. Before it was like they were in that Kirby zone, and I think these trailers are actually what has sort of got them like, oh no, wait, no, I still do like Mario. It's okay. And then that last one, the last one, it's like, oh, Rainbow Road, and the kids love rainbows. Yes. and they that's why they start playing Mario Kart. And it's like, I mean, just they're like, this looks good. And then for days later, it's like, so when is that movie coming out? When when's yeah. the Mario movie coming? I'm like, yeah, that's right, a month from now. Hey, he's I'm, back. I won't be here. He's back. I'll be, I'll be busy, but when I get back, we'll see it. Here, I could here. leave at any time. Uh, the power cycled here. Sorry to interrupt. Um, power the, cycled. The tree. What's the? How's, how's the, the tree? tree? Um, let's double check. Just look. Live tree update. Still, still kicking, but still, it is super, dancing. super windy, and this house has bad wiring and, and all this other kind of stuff. And every time the power resets, I have to unplug the cable at the wall, then the modem, and then the router, and plug them back oh, in. Oh, Jesus. Order. So yeah. It takes a while. Okay. Sorry um, about that. We no, were just no, talking no. about the, the latest uh, Mario we're Brothers trailer. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hopefully, hopefully that tree, that, it's not a dead tree. Um, we'll see. But, no, it looked uh, very yeah, alive. Let's look over this. Um, it is really shaking around though, but um, I gotta confess, I'm, I'm not not really into the Super Mario movie. Not really. Well, not really oh, you you, you don't like, but see you it. love the Chris Pratt Mario voice though, right? Ever, I haven't heard, heard it. Ooh, okay. I'm an eight on a, a lot of people. Have I just want last bomb cop, man. I'm an eight right here. A lot of people. <laughs> oh, there you, oh man, he's you doing know. the smack. Yes. Fucking okay. a. I got some um, some trolleys while I was away. I got my Destiny uh, 2 pack here, so this is brought to you, this Bobcast is brought to you by Trolleys. Um, sour Gummy Creations Martian Mix. 
Man, I hope you you should really try to see if you can get paid for saying that. You deserve it. Um, last couple stories here. Soul Calibur remaster is might be in the works. Uh, there was a rumor over on Xbox Era from Nick Baker. We said Namco is working on a remaster of Soul Calibur. He doesn't know if it's just the original game or a collection of the early games. Um, I kind of hope it's just. I think I kind of hope it's just a remaster of Soul Calibur One. Let's just go there and do that game. That game rules. Holy shit, that game's amazing. Wow, you want to talk about that. a game? Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. us like, do just it. give us that game do and it. like super playable now. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Uh, Hitman is on hiatus. Not too surprising. IO Interactive has told Eurogamer that it's putting Hitman on the shelf. Uh, this applies to major new Hitman games. They're going to still keep updating and refreshing uh, a Hitman world of, of assassination. But that really, it got its last big update with freelancer mode. It's doing very well. But they've got James Bond, and that's taken up most of their time. And then they have that Project Dragon game that they announced recently that they're working on, which is a fantasy RPG. So clearly, they're very busy. And even as they start a new studios to work on these games, they're all in on these two new projects. And I think I'm kind of, I kind of dig this, right? They, they did a new trilogy of Hitman games. They nailed it. Honestly, I think it's a it's a home run, and now they're going to put it on the shelf, let it like let it roast for a little while, or let it cool off, and then come back to Hitman down the road. Man, when they do, I'm going to be so excited. I'm going to be so ready for it. it's. Like, I think this is a really good way of doing things. It's rare that I have super high opinions on. Uh, no, that's 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 really mean. Uh, let me just say, I really, really, really enjoy IOI. Take t- take as much time as y'all need on stuff. Take a break. Y'all earned it. Hitman's great. Yep. It's going to continue to be great. Uh, And I'm just going to keep playing that forever. I continue to think that it's hilarious that they are making like a fantasy RPG style of thing. I look at that uh, D&D movie and thinking about like how tongue in cheek they're trying to be uh, with like D&D as a whole property and everything. Um, And I think, you know what? I feel like IOI would nail it without trying to be super cheesy. You know, they just they would just let the natural cheese develop. Mm. Yeah, don't like I don't know how I feel that. about that D&D movie. I think what you just described there is actually kind of my issue, where I'm like, oh, they're trying to manufacture the cheese. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a like, little bit oh, too much winking, right? Yeah, that stuff happens at a at a t- tabletop game, but it's like, I don't think the, the... I think it's rare that the Dungeon Master's like, we're going to make this quirky. I think yeah. it's like, they do something, and then one of the players at the table is like, listen, I'm a weirdo, and we're going to go yeah. down my weirdo fetish thing, and it like derails the whole thing, and everyone has a good time. And the movie doesn't. I, it, it, it looks. It looks really bad. And I. I say that. I, 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 I like D and D. I want but it to be good. I don't. Know. I would love it to be good. But I mean, it really did look like they're gonna fucking throw like every D and D reference at you and have you know that somebody in the audience. That's a werebear. Oh, that's a druid shapeshifter. <laughs> like I. They're casting cast summon monster nine. Cast summon monster XI. Hell yeah! Oh boy, fucking stunt on these hoes. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say there will be somebody like that, but they seem like they're very. From that first trailer, maybe the movie's very serious. Beyond that, that first trailer really made it look like they were kind of cashing in the nerd uh, references, which you can go way too far down that hole, and, and movies become unwatchable. I mean, um, we all remember in the name of the king. A Dungeon yeah, Siege Tale, fantastic. I don't think this movie masterpiece. This movie will not be on the level of that. That was a movie. No. Alex, I think Jeff and Ryan and I all saw like a midnight movie and we got shushed because we were <laughs> laughing so fucking hard at how oh, bad really? it was. Somebody came over and like, hey man, we're just trying to watch a movie. And we shut up after that, but it was uh, memorable. Um, I bet those people like, by I, the I end were like, Dungeons man, we should start making fun of it too. Yeah, I believe D&D will be better than that, but uh, that trailer did not give me a lot of, of hope. Uh, Chris Fine, that's Chris? I mean, I, don't, I forget what Hey, more like now, Chris but... Fine, right? Okay. <laughs> 
uh, I have a question, Rory, and I'm not as well versed with D&D. I've always wanted to get into it, but um, I'm looking at the IMDb here and I see Chris Pine's character name. Bard. Uh, it's, is, is Edgen? Is that supposed to be a joke? Oh, God. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, there aren't. I hope so. For all the. I mean, D&D is more about the player characters than a lot of the. MP- I mean, there's famous ones like Elminster. I don't know where this is set. If it's, you know, Forgotten Realms or Dragon Quest. I, I doubt it's Dragon Quest, but I'm assuming Forgotten Realms. So you'll 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 fucking meet Elminster at some point or, or you know, I, if goddamn Drift Dorsden shows up, then everybody loses their shit. But um, I have not been following the Dungeons and Dragons movie too much. Um, it. It looks cornball. It looks like a lot of B. It looks like a B movie, and hopefully it'll be entertaining enough. But I, I'm pretty, right. Kind of that's kind of what it. my hope is for it. Where it's Edging. like, oh, yeah, it's a he's fun B movie. Oh, these names are hilarious. Oh, man, I hope they make a <laughs> lot of edging jokes. The ninth character on the top cast on IMDb is just guard. The <laughs> ninth <laughs> listed character actor. Um, yeah, played got, by UV Bowl. Wow. Agent Zank. Simon, Doric, they all have like four or five letters uh, to make them all. I, I'm gonna have a hard time telling them apart, but I hope it's great. I hope Hugh it's a, Grant a fantastic is in movie. this joint. Yeah, right. that's, that's where I'm like kind of hopeful because it's like you're they're going for the tongue in cheek and they got some characters or some actors that can pull it off. I think Hugh Grant, like, I mean, uh, him and Padding in two, like, this is not gonna be a Padding in two, no. nothing will be. But it's like, man, Hugh Grant's so much fun when he's like just going off, going ham. Apparently, kind of hopeful on that for that side of things. A huge piece of shit off screen. Like, Aww. apparently, he's been coming out and saying, like, oh yeah, I really get angry about a lot of things, and I had to take, I had to take it out of people who are just walking by. The he said he had a Christian Bale moment and made it all charming and affable. And apparently, the stories came out like he's been banned from the Late Show uh, for blowing up an assistant. Apparently, he has like fits of rage that are really scary, but has never really come out in, in public. But. Um, Man, and also had that weird interaction at the Oscars red carpet. He just seems like kind of a dick. But then Paddington 2 will forgive all sense for. Exactly, you're right. You get a free pass. It's the duality of man. Yeah. Uh, last story. Russian hackers try to harass and threaten Stalker 2 team. Uh, hara- Russian hackers who seem upset that GSC Game World is not going to localize Stalker 2 for Russia have acquired a 10 gigabyte cache of images and other data from the game, which is, of course, developed in Ukraine or was developed in Ukraine before the war. Uh, the hackers threatened to release it if GSC didn't apologize to Russian gamers and promise to localize the game. GSC has posted a response that basically says, eat my butt from the front. Uh, Here's the exact quote. We are a Ukrainian company, and like most Ukrainians, we've experienced many things that are much more terrifying. For example, destroyed houses, ruined lives, and the deaths of our our loved ones. Attempts to blackmail or intimidate us are completely futile. Our unwavering commitment to supporting our country remains unchanged, and we will continue to do everything possible to support Ukraine. Yeah, basically their statement is like, you you can threaten us all you want, we're not going to give in. That's a, a pretty strong statement. And I kind of like, man, I'm pulling for the studio. Stalker 2 seems like a big, ambitious thing to try to pull off at the best of times. The idea that they've moved, they, a lot of people moved from Ukraine at the studio to, I think, the Czech Republic to keep working on the game. And it's like, man, moving your family and yourselves in the time of war and, and all to keep working on a game, that's rough stuff. And I kind of, I'm really pulling for them. And stuff like this just makes me want to pull for them even more. So I hope that game comes out and just nails it and they get everything right. But either way, you know, this is awesome. This is, even if it's just this, them saying, you know, F you to a bunch of hackers, that's cool too. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that does it for the news. Jan, I'm handing this show back over to you. Thank you so much. Oh, that's it's great. It's warm. It's sticky. It's it's fun. Right. You know? It's fun. It, all the all the best things in life make your hands sticky. 
That's right. That's right. Words to live by. Put it on a bumper sticker. Uh, I'm going to go wash off these hands and the bomb cast, and we'll return Please. with some emails Excellent. from you, the folks at home. See you in a bit. These are the emails for the show. These are the emails I will read. Emails. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think we need to add, like, a robot affectation or robot voice to every single bumper. I'm not saying we need to redo all the bumpers. Maybe we just need, like, little jingles. Uh, it's it's also because Grub put that uh, Tim Tim Robinson yeah. sketch in my head. Basketball. Give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Oh, man. Get in my head all the time. <laughs> season three comes soon. Uh, yeah. that's that season is gonna wreck me and occupy too much brain space. Oh no! Oh my god! I just I I need it. I need it so bad. Uh, <laughs> emails. We got them from you, the Giant Bomb audience. You can send your emails to bombcast at giant bomb. I don't know why I hit the echo button there. <laughs> giant bomb. <laughs> bombcast at giantbomb.com. Uh, we will enjoy them. We will read them. We'll savor them. We'll print them out even. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to my partner's school and print out all your emails there and just waste yeah, all use their up ink. that toner. That's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, more. They, they probably right. got more, right? S schools are well paid and funded, right? 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 Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, first Funny. email comes from uh, Matt from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, they write in, Hello, all. Even though I feel like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles never really went away, doesn't it feel like now uh, the time for them to finally get their own big game? The new animated movie looks great, and the property seems really strong again. This has always seemed like a no-brainer for me for an open-world game. There are already four classes to choose from, and DLC characters built right in with Casey Jones and others. Do you think it'll finally happen? What do you think could be this, ga uh, be this game's standout feature? I generally think this property could easily have a game on the level with the Spider-Man games. Maybe the Xbox makes a move here for their own single-player game franchise. Matt from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. P.S. I have to ask, who's your guy? I'm a Leonardo man myself. Love the show. Thanks, Matt. Okay, so the, the implication here is that the, the Turtles have not had their own big game. Right. I, uh, this is tough for me because I'm like, I, I, well, I don't want anything else other than what we got, which was Shredder's Revenge, which ruled. Oh, so, you, so you're just like an asshole. Yeah. So yeah. you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, the Turtles can't possibly be in anything else aside from a beat-em-up. That's what I said, yeah. I just think, okay, aside from your just really upsetting take, I think... Uh, <laughs> You're I, welcome. I, thank you. I, I agree with Matt. I'm into it. I'm into the idea of like a really fleshed out, you know, Turtles adventure, big game. Um, I Yeah, I think like you could do something a little gritty too. Um, you could maybe... Harken back to the comics a little bit. Harken back to the '90s movies, where things were uh, too real. You know, turtles got into hey, real shit. They had the, real problems. The last Ronin uh, it was a is a gritty take on where the turtles could wind up being. So they could do oh, that. Yeah. I just think it's. I think it's a, a a very flexible IP, a very flexible franchise. You could go in any direction. They should that make stuff. just a Grand Theft Auto with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle characters. Oh, I mean, those are your words, not mine. But I would also plus they. They ain't getting in and out of cars so easily. I don't know if you see their backs, but it ain't exactly. Like, I mean, that's every, why they have the bus. Yeah, they have the bus. Yeah, exactly. Like the bus is just on every corner. Everyone drives a bus. And see, so when you hijack someone, you just take the bus. 
give me uh have tango gameworks right that's the name of the studio that did hi-fi yep. rush yes Ooh. give them tmnt yeah i like this yeah, that'd be sick. I, I, there was another franchise i just said this with i think on the gmm yesterday like give this to tango gameworks but i mean maybe we should just get them all to that studio if they're all going to look as good as hi-fi rush i'm i'm very down with that yeah uh all anyone have uh thoughts and feelings on uh their favorite turtle uh, Michelangelo was always my favorite. I'm a party boy, and so is Michelangelo. Yeah. And the bow stick guy. I think that's Leonardo. Donatello. Okay, I'm right. Dr. Bow Stick. Oh, oh nice. Uh, I kind of like them all. Um, I guess people don't usually say Raphael, but I, I, I kind of dug him more. I guess I, my memory of him is like more from the movies. Not because I admire him, but just because he's like... He's so he it's he's just he's like so the moody. funniest. He's like so whiny and moody, and he just like leaves. He's he the like, most like a teenager for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's so funny, uh, and I always enjoyed that. Plus, I think is he's got the coolest weapons. The size. size. I just like those things, man. They're cool as hell. Nunchucks are cool size. too, but like, yeah. Uh, surprise! Su why? <laughs> surprise! Surprise! My favorite was Leonardo. Folks have already said it. He's basically the Captain the America and the Cyclops. The Cyclops. He yep. is the Captain America. Oh my God. That's my little brother loved Leonardo, loves Cyclops. Those are all his favorite characters. We should get you two guys together. That'd be fun. Surprising absolutely no one. The Boy Scout character I'm a fan of. Uh all right. Next email. Don't you think he's a little bit of like a teacher's pet with Splinter, though, in a way that you're sort of That's like his dad. Hey, Leo, maybe shut the fuck up. That's his dad. What's wrong with <laughs> yeah, trying to appeal to your dad? <laughs> Yeah, he's not their dad. Oh, I think figure. Splinter would beg I to differ. Be your father figure. Father figures fine. E dad adjacent fine. Um, yeah. Would you guys? You, what do you guys think of that new trailer? For oh, new... I'm down. I'm so down. I think it, it looks, looks incredible. Sick. It looks so good. I'm ha I'm setting my expectations so high for it, which I don't know if it was that's a good idea, but it looks so good. I'm very excited for it. I think there's a certain. Thing that they are capturing there that's really special and unique i like that they're actual teens too yeah. yeah very young teens like what like they look like they're 13 yeah that's great yeah voice cast is relatively young definitely room for them to like grow the if this franchise totally. you know uh it's it looks sick yeah i think the one thing i'm scared of is that they're uh loading it up too heavy at the top with like they have an obscene amount of people in this movie that where do you go from here afterwards you mean actors? Yeah, they have so many people in this movie. Like Post yeah. Malone is a mutant. Huh. He's one of the turtles. He's, he's one of no. He's he's uh he's one of the the baddies. And he, he was like the unofficial star of Into the Spider Verse with that song that was in all the trailers and stuff. Yeah. So they're trying to make that connection there. Um, star I of the last E three. I mean, too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I I don't know. I think they they just. Uh, make the next movie even bigger and they'll bring in more stuff. They'll just keep going. They'll make it bigger and bigger and so, to, until it's cumbersome. Uh, I like Daddy I Splinter's looking real cool, too. He's got like a cool haircut. Oh, so now he's Daddy. Alright. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Awesome. It was just very funny. There was a lot of people in chat very upset with that with you that you would not give it that uh, that Splinter's their dad. I'm just like, this isn't worth it. This is oh, yeah. Dad. Get some real problems, you weirdos. <laughs> The other thing I need is I need them to finally just reintroduce and make Kino official, damn it. Hell yeah! I support the shit out of that initiative. 
God, I don't do I don't do I know Kino? Secret of the Ooze, Ernie Reyes Jr. He's the pizza delivery boy that befriends them. Oh, okay, yes. right, yes. I oh, yeah, man, I haven't watched Secret of the Ooze in a very long time. Mike Minotti says that's the that's the best one. I, don't know I agree. Uh, I, I okay. okay, so it's it's more fun. It's more fun. It's definitely more fun. It's definitely like they 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 were able to hire like a gaffer for <laughs> that uh movie because it's not completely pitch black. Um it's yeah, I think like um I think pound for pound it's probably the better film, yes. I think uh, there's something special about how like fucked up New York is in the first one. Like it is the grimiest New York since like the 70s. Oh right, yeah. In that in that movie. Uh but yeah. yeah. Uh Raph is the main character of that movie. No one can tell me otherwise. Oh, you're yeah, right. Totally. Yeah. All right. Next email is about mini maps. Uh, this comes from oh, I forgot. I I think uh, the 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 emailer's name was Chris. What's the deal with Japanese developed games having fixed mini maps? My brain cannot comprehend this default setting, and I always have to change that setting. Is it a cultural thing? Has it always been the case? Cheers. Also from Rat uh, a Rat loving Bruins fan. How disgusting. Oh my God, Jen. I never noticed um, mini maps being fixed or or positional. The one I've I, I noticed really really bad ones like um, Returnal has one where you can something can be really far away because it's like three D angled down where you'll just see it and think it's right in front of you, but actually way far away. That's uh, a noticeable. But in terms of rotating versus fix, I, I never really have too many problems. Yeah, with and I'll say, I I haven't noticed that one way or another one way or another like from certain games from certain regions. I will say that this whole concept of like spatiality is definitely cultural. Uh, there are cultures in in the world that don't have words for left or right, and everything they do is based on a cardinal direction. So if there is like a bug on the floor, and they're like, "Hey, there's a spider northwest of your foot," no matter oh what, like, if they're inside or out, they they think completely in those terms. They don't even understand left, right, up, like even back, forward, forward. That's not how they think. And it's like wow. so. Um, there are some some cultures that are just locked into thinking northwest south and you know and east and so i think that there probably is some cultural stuff going in in there somewhere but i haven't noticed this too much so i don't know i, I mean, I, it, i'm it, team it, fixed yeah fi i mean it makes For more mini sense map, i think i'm team those... fixed as well yeah yeah too. are you talking about in life or in games because <laughs> i well I feel on my like... phone i want it to be positional i want it to be relative yeah, but, oh, you do that uh, on your phone? I know. I, I'm fixed on my phone. I don't let really? that shit rotate at all. No, I can't. Oh, wow, I'm, that's that's uh, wild. But I mean, but are you? Uh, you're not driving usually when you're using GPS, right? You yeah, know, but I'm pretty good at driving. So, I don't well, we know, know. you're no. the best driver. Really, that goes without saying. I don't drive yeah. super super far. It's usually just highway stuff. If I'm if I'm getting in there, so yeah. um, I'm a weirdo. I don't know. It is a fascinating concept to like have the cardinal directions permanently fixed because those are always going to be right. You know, I think that's kind of fascinating. Right yeah, until hmm. the magnetic poles change. That yeah, yeah that's there's always so. that. I know. I it's not gonna be that one guy. Well, until this one thing happens in a million years, how about that, buddy? That's <laughs> why we still ain't gonna work then. <laughs> we contrarian for no reason at all. That's why we still have daylight savings time. Uh, all right, next email it, uh, comes from Pete in Iowa. Hello, fellow dirty gamers. I was recently playing. Oh, I'll read it like that. I was recently yeah, playing gamers. Yakuza like a dragon on my day off. While my wife was w working from home, she was she walked in on me playing during a scene where the main character interrupts gang members doing some fetish activity where the grown men were in diapers and a young woman was feeding them with bottles and such. My wife had a serious double take and I had to laughably explain myself. What is your embarrassing gamer moment, moment Pete from Iowa? 
Um, I have one from today. Let's see. I I was getting ready for the show, and my wife was going to go pick up my um uh, one of my daughter, and she was asking help for something. She has, she does these deals. She's like, can you help? Just click this button right at the top of the hour. And we both looked up at my computer. And my Discord was opening, and I got a message from somebody that was of the very 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 buxom bunny girl from um Xeno Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or whatever it is. Don't act and, like you don't know. <laughs> and and she's and basically in her hips are like perfectly like they just go down in an L shape so her butt sticks perfectly out. So she's just constantly Holy presenting. Shit, dude. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. And, and, so it, and it's just like up on my computer the entire time. And we both look up and I'm just like and I had to like quickly explain like where, where that was from. And that That's was uh, I don't know if she believed me, but yeah, that was not great. Um, I'll put I'll put it in the doc, everybody. Don't worry. Oh, thank nice. you, thank you. Oh yeah. man, that's that's what? a safe place. Belongs. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's a safe place. Yeah, don't put it in the company Slack or anything. Um, just just put it in the doc. The doc is safe until I lock it. Even then, that's when it's especially safe. That's the most safe. Um, Disney Dreamlight Valley is probably the most recent um instance where I had to it kind of explain um myself. Oh wow. Okay. All yeah, right. Someone else posted it. I bet I know who it was. <laughs> uh, there's that. Um, yeah, I was playing Disney Dreamlight Valley, and my uh, partner had to ask, "Does every character look like that?" And uh, I told her no. That I I, I made her like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> take an ownership for for your sins. That's always the first step, Jan. There we go. There we go. So now that these aren't all game like video game moments, I guess I did have a moment the other day preparing for a recording of Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure. Um, we're pretty deep into Stardust Crusaders, and there's a stand user named Alessi. Yeah, this who, all makes sense to me. Sure. Yeah, who uh, has a run-in with a child, uh, Polnareff. And it is the most fucking shocking and strange and bizarre thing I've ever seen in, in a cartoon. And Stacy caught me watching a very... I'm not even going to get into the details of it. Because it's just about like... Just, the wor just a lot of very disturbing and upsetting things. And anyway, uh, I just sort of had to explain all that. And that wasn't fun either. Um... So that was real bad. Uh, I'm not really allowed to watch that anymore, but somehow... <laughs> well, the podcast will out. continue. <laughs> yeah, somehow that podcast will move on. Back no, just yeah, in uh, his driveway watching anime on his phone. Yeah. Hell, <laughs> just yeah, in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have anything specifically to games. Um, I'm trying to think of... One time my dad got mad at me for playing D&D. Like, I think he thought it was amoral, was his word. And I was like, it's not... Not they're my parents are pretty Catholic, so they didn't particularly care for it. But um, it was I don't know. If you looked at some of the covers of some old you know D and D stuff, you'd see the the Franzettis and such, uh, which maybe wasn't always the most appropriate <sighs> thing to have, um, or the oh. uh, the Filfolio. But um, yeah, no. Apart from that, my parents mostly let me do what I wanted to with video games, and I, you know most of the stuff I was growing up with were not super terrible. That reminds me, uh, I had a video game magazine subscription when I was a kid, and I forget which magazine it was, actually. Um, but they had an issue where they had an artist come in and made basically a Sports Illustrated-esque swimsuit uh, issue where there were very buxom versions yeah. of, uh, 
video game characters in in swimsuits and that showed up on the door and then immediately <laughs> went into the recycling bin because yep. uh i was too young at the time to see no. the human body like that i asked for the playboy where uh, laura croft was naked and I, they gave me that so it's good i, I don't do uh, that's not true uh, Shiamiro she is saying, I remember your Shadow Heart story. I don't even remember my Shadow Heart story anymore. Uh, all right, final email of the show comes from Mike from Boston. They write in and ask, What's a t shirt that you own but will never give away? My main one is a tie dye shirt with a patch that says Stressin' and Flexin' by a local rapper named Billy Dean Thomas. Sincerely, Mike from Boston. I have one, and I think I've actually worn it on a stream before. But um, there was a there's a thrift store nearby that that had these weed shirts up, and one of them was like Chubanga with <laughs> Chew, Chewba, Chewbacca smoking it, and the other ones are all very bad Star Wars puns. And I bought it; it's a very uncomfortable shirt, so I can't really wear it. But I also really like it. I have a million um, band shirts from my concert going career, and I, I most of them are threadbare and falling apart. But um, I was I we not recycled but goodwilled a bunch of I'll go through my shirts every few years and then get rid of a lot of, but a lot of them are sentimental value to me from like twenty years ago so I have a whole trash bag full of um, t-shirts that are probably getting chewed up by rats in our closet but uh, hey if they do then that'll make it easier to throw them away but uh, that's my that's my solution I'm really offensive uh, like I don't you know uh, I don't really do the crazy weird you remember high school when everybody had those like big johnson t-shirts and everything like that most of my stuff is pretty appropriate except for like some of the um i don't know if i wouldn't wear my my satanic uh giant bomb shirt to church or anything like that um it's a old dan Ooh. hour i'm glad he's just he's moving on to things but yeah well hopefully get this back on the store at some point too yeah i um i have a hoodie that says basically i'm paraphrasing basically says I am a gamer's girl, and like gamers, <laughs> like like uh, like possessive, and I am his highest score. And then it has all the different fonts and all the different things on there. And I wore it once for a, a picture as a gag, uh, but it's in my closet, and I will never get rid of it. That's um, amazing. Oh, yeah, you know, who, yeah, maybe I can make that like a, a a thing where I'll wear it for a special occasion or something. Yeah, we can make Dan Riker wear it. There we go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's make each other wear fun shirts to church, uh, especially <laughs> if it's a church we do not. Uh, uh, or actively practicing in. I like uh, this. It's a, it's a good bit. All right, everybody. That about does it for emails. Once again, you can send your emails to bombcast at giantbomb.com. We could read them on the show. Uh, we, I appreciate all of your emails. And gentlemen, I know, uh, I know it was gone last week, but... And I know I didn't clear this with anyone, but I'm adding a fourth segment to the Giant Bombcast right now. Let's go! That segment is called... Shoutouts, uh, where oh, you know cool. it's it's like, hey, we we got a we got a Slack channel that says kudos. I want to give shoutouts to people, or uh, hey, if you want to write in an email and ask for a specific shoutout for a friend, uh, you can get that going because that's what happened this week. Uh, because uh, shouts out to Spencer. Uh, happy birthday, Spencer! Your friend Brittany wrote in and asked for a shout out. So shouts out to you, dog. Shouts out to Trent as well. I don't know who Trent is. Uh, shouts Brent out to Dilfer you. Trent Delfer is a quarterback, uh, and and he was turned fifty one yesterday. Shout out to you, Trent Delfer. Nice. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Bacalar, Grub, Rory, got any other shouts? Shout outs? Nothing for me right now, except for all the community people that uh, hopefully are. I, I was not been in chat today, so I appreciate all the the support and hopefully love. I don't know, but we'll, we'll find out more later. Um, be missing you all next week when I'm uh, on my downtime, but I'll be uh, around in the community for sure. 
And that's oh, uh, yeah. that's where the biggest shout out goes to is to Matthew Rory. There we go. Thank you, Matt. Love you, Matt. I'm gonna take yeah, my shirt off you, and celebrate. Matt. Read some E.E. Right. E. Cummings poems in the rain. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, just watch watch back at a uh, what what's that what's that word, uh, Rory? Are you on the Bombcast document right now? I am. How do you pronounce this uh, at the very, very oh, bottom? Oh, you dick. Yeah, I know. That's I can't actually say it in chat. We banned that word in chat. So. No, I think we unbanned uh, it, actually. Yeah, and you should say it right now. Oh, Ahagal? Yeah, sure. Sorry, yeah. I'm getting <laughs> urgent text from somebody. There we go. That's right, everybody. Yeah, there, there, there it is. Uh, it's, I don't think this is the year where we vote, at least here in the U.S. That's next year, but make sure in 2024 to Ahe Gao to the polls and Ahe Gao say thanks to you, Matthew Rory. We love you. We're going to miss you. Mom's you dead. Parkour. I'll be back on UPF and we'll, we'll probably do some other stuff this week as well. So we'll figure it all out. Hit in the music.